I know that we've got lots of people live, so I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. You can find out how you can support us on there. We've got Lola's deals. You can click through there, find lots of cool deals. Um, you know, you could. We've got links to merch like Ballistic Ink you, that you guys could go to. So go to HankStrange.com for that. I'm going to drop the open right now. Boom! Welcome back. To the Hanks Make sure situation. that you guys subscribe, thumbs up to the channel, ring the bell to be notified every time we go live. You're going to want to share this one. I hope you have your big girl panties on tonight. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. We've got Mr. Guns and Gear joining us. We haven't seen him here in a minute. He's like chillaxing. Let me, let, me go, let me go full screen in Guns and Gear here for a second. <laughs> I mean, you guys have probably seen this already, but Guns and Gear, I think, has like, you know... He's always making me jealous with with this uh, this back porch here on the. Yes, it's not it's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've, I've never been on the deck before. I yeah, I know. Yeah, what's that's up, Mike? Can we get can we get invited to the deck? What's up? Well, you're you're all invited. Most of the Brownells crew has been on the deck, except for Roy. Oh, except for you. Yeah. Okay, we got we're gonna have to correct that situation. But we've got Mr. Guns and Gear. Here we've got we've got Roy from Brownells here as well. The, yeah, yes, that's right. Let's do the whole. Let me get everyone jazz up on hands. here. Yeah, let's do the jazz hands. Let's see if we get Guns and Gear to do jazz <laughs> hands. He's doing it. He's doing it. We gotta take that. We gotta take it a little bit. You know, um, <laughs> we've got all of you here. So smash the thumbs up. Share this video. Let everyone know that we're live. I will take questions from from uh, from folks for Mr. Guns and Gear as well as Roy from Brownells. And like I said, we have Javier of HTX. Uh, tactical in Texas. It's a gun store. He he says it's really crazy in the gun store, so he'll be joining us at um, at eight o'clock, as you expect, right? That's what's yeah. It's, yeah. it's nuts out there. Yeah, it really yeah, it's, is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So um, let me see. Where do I start? Let's. So we got Roy, and you're probably you guys. Brownells is probably like the biggest. Well, we're the one big, of the biggest. We'll we'll take that. Absolutely. We're yeah. one of the biggest. Okay. All right. Okay. So how is Brownells doing with all these sales? Um, what are you guys selling the most? Stuff like that. I think that's something probably the folks out there would want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've seen quite a run on ammo, especially specific calibers, 9mm and 5.56. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen a little bit of a run on some reloading stuff and some guns, but mostly for the past few days, uh, the amount of ammo folks have been buying has just been nuts. And um, I wanted to get into a specific here. Uh, and this is stuff anybody who's watching can do. I'm just, I just got my phone. I just went to the brownells.com website on my phone. Mm -hmm. And if I look for a uh, product category, nine millimeter handgun ammo, it says we have 179 items. We've got 179 SKUs or stock keeping units, different products in ammo. Mm -hmm. And if I apply the filter to in stock, <clears throat> we have three types of nine millimeter ammo left wow. in stock. And they are Syntec Training Match, Syntec Action Pistol, and uh, CCI Shot Shells. Okay. So, <laughs> so if you're looking for some 115 grain full metal jacket, uh, you're a little bit late. We're trying. We're working hard to get more. We're working hard to get more. So is everybody else. Mm -hmm. But right now, and again, this is not secret information. Anybody can do this on the Brownells website. Mm -hmm. If you look at our nine millimeter, we got three skews left. Now, if, if I go back and do that just by ammo, mm -hmm. if I just do ammo, okay, okay, let me go here. Ammunition. We still have over a thousand products 
in stock and it's going to be other different calibers but for nine millimeter and five five six it's it, we've been hit really hard the last couple of days okay i mean that's pretty much what you expect right mike uh yes and i wanted to give myself a shameless plug absolutely those those nine millimeter loads are up on my Facebook page with codes to save you the most money as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as we record this video, they are there. Thanks, um, Mike. But yes, um, the yeah, there's been a huge. I did, actually right before this, I was filming a, a video which is kind of like the state of the gun industry with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. That's my tentative title. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was talking about this in depth. But the like right now, again for me, my main avenue to communicate with people is typically Facebook, although my YouTube numbers look bigger, they're really not. Like for instance, because of everything going on this week, uh, my Facebook page right now is at 5.1 million people reached. Wow. So it's everybody sharing everything because everything's crazy. Mm -hmm. But what is happening is like, I'll throw up like a nine millimeter, you know, like we were just talking about with the code and like four or five minutes later, people will post in the comment section. Oh, most of them don't follow me. It's people that see it through shares, but they'll post in the comment section out of stock. Why are you posting this? I'm like, no, it was in stock when I posted that three minutes ago. Yeah. You're the like, one that made it out of stock. Right. Right. It's, like, it was, it's, and that's how fast things are going. And like the, the price point at what is a quote unquote good deal has literally been changing by the hour. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Right. And I just, I just searched 5.56 millimeter ammo on the Brownells website. And we typically have about 61 SKUs. And right now I'll try to show this to the camera. It shows uh, one SKU in stock, but if you look below it, it just says out of stock. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. But we have lots of 223, uh, wait a second. I just got a I just got a message here. And we've got lots of twenty two. <laughs> we got a ton of twenty two. In fact, my wife works at Brownell. She made a, a web banner today. Mm -hmm. We do have a lot of SKUs of twenty two. I guess maybe the last time there was a big twenty two panic, everybody bought a, a ton. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, we still have a lot of rimfire in stock okay. and a lot of things like uh, for example, I own a seven millimeter Mauser. We still got seven millimeter <laughs> Mauser. We still got uh, yeah. stuff like three oh eight, et cetera. But mm -hmm. if, for for the big two, nine millimeter to five five six those have been hit very, very hard the last few yeah, days. Yeah, because y'all are out of seven point six two by three nine two. Really? That yeah. went that went fast. Okay. Whoosh. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm gonna forget this. I, I already forget it from the forgot it from the beginning. This show is sponsored tonight by Harry's Holsters. Shout out to Harry's Holsters, makers of fine Kydex holsters out there. You guys should get. That's what I use. Um, so, I think that uh, in the if you're thinking long term here. And, and there's still 22, and I'm sure lots of gun guys out there have 22. This is my thinking. You guys could tell me what you think about this. I would try to get some 22 now if I didn't already have it. First of all, I'm not buying, I'm not out there buying stuff because I'm always doing this, you know. Um, right. And I think a lot of gun guys, like the dyed in the wool guys, are kind of also preppers by nature. So I'm always stocking up on that stuff. But one of the things I've kind of learned from the past is that. When there's ammo runs, eventually 22 is going to run out because a lot of the the uh, the, the manufacturers of 22 stop making it and make all the other calibers. Right. Right. So, yeah. So what, what have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. So just additionally on that, again, I the video will be up tonight on my channel about it where I when I finally edit it. But mm -hmm. so I'm a FFL. I think Hank is as well. Yeah. Um, so we have access to distributor sites. Mm -hmm. So they're you can see like actual in stock live inventory uh, that FFLs can order to then sell to people, right? Mm -hmm. So 
Um, I didn't see much in terms of movement, like fast movement in 23, in 22. However, obviously in the other calibers, we're seeing it everywhere, but what's going to happen, right. Is the supply that's out there right now in the main calibers is going to dry up. You know, some of it's shipping right now. It'll eventually be there. Some new production will be made, but very limited quantities, um, in the near term. Um, so people are going to buy that and they're going to want to train, but they don't want to shoot their, their, ammo that they have stored up right for stocks mm-hmm. so then 22 and conversion kits i think probably in a week to four weeks are going to really start selling well for exactly the reason you said hank and then because people just want to shoot and they're going to be afraid to shoot their nine mil and five five six absolutely right. so so right. those two things are going to happen like it's just going to happen yeah right and i and i just again i used the brownells website we have a thousand ninety Ammo SKUs still, we have 146 handgun ammo SKUs in stock, 569 mm-hmm. rifle. Of course, those would be not 5.56 caliber. <laughs> we have 97 rimfire and 279 shotgun SKUs. So we still have quite a bit of ammo, just not 9mm and 5.56. And just, just something you were saying, Mike, uh, back in the great ammo panic of 2013. Mm-hmm. 2014, mm-hmm. and of course, anybody who's a, a gun person remembers the great 22 long rifle shortage. Right. Uh, we saw it on our end. When there was no 22 or 556 to buy, folks just bought whatever, yeah. including, and, and I think enough time has passed that I can say this. We had this enormous pallet of like Wolf 7.62 by 54 out in the warehouse that had been there so long it had like a half inch layer of dust on it, uh-huh. and and it near the end of the panic of 2013, uh, they bought that too. So. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of crazy. It's kind of crazy what happens. Yeah. By the way, smash those thumbs ups for everyone who's watching us right now. Um, I would appreciate that. So I saw I saw Colio Noir made a post about this saying like, why is everyone buying up all the the range ammo and then the defensive stuff is getting is getting left in the stores? I'm pretty sure that's probably running out right now, right? Because once that disappears, then people go to the defensive stuff. What's the psychology behind that? Why do people do that? It's a perception of scarcity mm-hmm. um, and affordability. The combination yeah, of both, price. right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah, so it's both. Mm-hmm. And then combine that with, like, again, uh, distributor sends it out today to all their FFLs. They did, like, a, a study where they, or a poll, rather, excuse me. They asked their FFLs, their in-store retailers, to ask customers if it was their first gun purchase. And, again, so you're two levels away from the source, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but the email I got today said it was, I think 75 to 80% said it was first time gun purchasers in the last 72 hours. So with that, a lot of them don't know that you're supposed to shoot hollow point or defensive Mm -hmm. rifle ammo. Mm -hmm. They legitimately don't know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that's true, right? Most people, most of the folks, cause, cause for us, we already know, we've probably already been stacking up on stuff and then we know we shoot, um, we shoot our range ammo more than defensive. But probably if we were going out in this situation, we would be getting defensive ammo if we, you know, if that's what we needed. Because that's, I don't know how everyone's psychology is on this, but I'm assuming most people uh, store less defensive and more range ammo. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That's, that's my case. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, but when, but when something got triggered with everyone and they thought it was, this is like end of the world apocalyptic uh, situation going on here you know is it just me because i don't feel like that so it depends i think one of the big things so like sandy hook obviously is the most recent Mm -hmm. sandy hook's really the only 
large scale scare we've had when technology was also widely available and used, right? Mm-hmm. So there ones, but that's that's really kind of the most one, the one that we can compare everything to the most. And with Sandy Hook, it was very different because there was a very clear target on assault weapons and high capacity magazines. I mean, I mean, it was directed. They were coming out and saying they were going to take these things and they're going to ban those them. specific things. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. So those specific things people went for. Now. There's no specific thing that anyone's afraid of losing with the exception of opportunity, time, and mobility, right? So if you look around, there's any number of counties and cities right now, like which is insane. And again, I rant in this in my video that'll be up tonight. They're literally telling people they can't leave their house. Mm-hmm. There's cities in ta- mm-hmm. right. There's mm-hmm. cities and towns that are telling people they can't buy firearms, which, by the way, is completely illegal mm-hmm. on federal law. Mm-hmm. Will be cited in the video, mm-hmm. but <laughs> do yeah. not follow that. I yeah. urge all FFLs do not follow that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then uh, another city is saying gatherings of ten or more are prohibited, and they freaking sent police to stand at gun shops to make sure there wasn't more than ten people in there. I mean, like. So, wow. so that perception for people in terms of that mm-hmm. being, and, and that is only going to possibly increase in the near term, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's, I think that's why people are freaking out because they don't know what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. Literally. I, it's changing so fast. Yeah. I think this maybe is, is like in terms of the, re, of uh, the response by media and all that kind of stuff, it looks like an end of world situation to everyone. You have co- like countries all over the world shutting down. You have states shutting down, cities shutting down, like you're saying, stock market, you know, dropping. And so everyone's like, wait a second, this is this is really it when this is something that we've won, had viruses and things like that come into play. This one's going to be in play forever. You know, Um, and and I would also add a caveat to that. mm -hmm. Just I think people's mindsets need to change. Like you said, there's cities are shutting down, Mm -hmm. states are shutting down. People are allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying go out and spread coronavirus. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like at least in America, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Unless we let it work like that. Mm-hmm. So just side note. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a new thing that's dangerous if we get used to it to to people Correct. doing that. SoCal Gunner gave us a couple of bucks here. He says Philly is making certain crimes legal. I right. don't know if that's exactly what's happening in Philly. Uh, my understanding of it is that for minor crimes, they're just going to like uh, make sure they know exactly who you are and kind of let you go. You. Yeah. So I know that yeah. news kind of went out there. And then I think like I think it was a um, Meek Mills or something like that. <laughs> retweeted it or whatever, reshared it. And then there's a lot of people that think, oh, now this is the freaking purge and we could do whatever we want in Philly. Right. Yeah. Kill, Killer Mike did as well. Yeah. And so I was, but the, so just on that, mm-hmm. like I used, years ago in my misguided youth, I worked in law enforcement and like just from a policy perspective, why would you put that out? Like if that was your department yeah. policy, mm-hmm. that's cool. I have no Got it. Clue. Tell your officers, mm-hmm. why would you put that out publicly? It makes no sense. That and like is... you said, it's it's going to turn into exact or has the potential rather to turn into exactly what you just said. Yeah, I s- right. And go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say I saw the a, a tweet last night uh, from from KD mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Dixie, and in fact I screenshotted it. Mm-hmm. It's a tweet from Stephen Keeley at Fox Twenty Nine mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Yeah, and it's got the list list of the things that they're not going to make arrest for. Mm-hmm. They're going to, like you said, try to find out who did it. 
but not it's a theft from purses retail from persons not purses retail theft theft from auto burglary vandalism all bench warrants stolen auto economic crimes and yeah. prostitution yeah I, so, <laughs> why would you tell that yeah i saw <laughs> so the breakfast club uh, there's going to be a lot of people that have no clue of what the breakfast club is uh, I know Mike knows. I don't know if uh, do. Roy knows. I do. Oh, I, yeah. I, know. I know. Mike is pretty much a brother. Let's just put it like that. He completely understands what I'm talking about. But The Breakfast Club is a hip-hop radio station um, that I believe is in New York. I don't know if they, they move they move around. or I think they're kind of like syndicated or something now. But anyway, yeah. they, they made that Mike Keeley guy or whatever his name is, they made him the donkey of the day because they're like, why did this guy do this? You know, why did he put this info? I think uh, Mike is right on this one, Guns and Gear, that, like, strategically, what are you, what are you... (laughs) If it's your policy, that's one thing, but don't tell Yeah, why would the cops put this out there? Yeah. You know, you, you, do you want to kick something off? What, like, what's up with this, you know? And it's not, it's not free, it's not really free reign there, and they should just, if, if, if you have people out there doing something, just... Enact your policy, do it quietly, and move on. But don't start right. this. Yeah. But all it takes is for. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think it speaks to the, the broader point of the discussion here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're talking about a macro situation, but mm-hmm. on the micro, uh, excuse me, micro, but on the macro situation, right? There's a realization by a lot of Americans today mm-hmm. uh, who have never really thought of it before that the government isn't going to save you. Right. It's not going to save you from an invisible disease. Mm-hmm. It's not going to save you from the person who's going to come do you harm or your family harm. Right. So that's why there's all these new gun buyers. And there's a large percentage of them were in California. And I'm sure if you just do the math, a lot of those people probably voted to ban high high capacity magazines. Mm-hmm. And now they're or out there like, man, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And now they're out there like, man, why do I have to wait? Why can't I get a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds? The same people. But, and you know, good on them for at least coming around mm-hmm. to it. But. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people waking up to that reality today. Yeah. The government ain't coming. I think that's a really good point. I think that, you know, so this is the thing. I always give people this scenario and I say, what would you do in this scenario, right? If you if you woke up this morning and the, the president was on TV announcing that aliens are real, you know, and they're our overlords now, what would you do? I always ask people, what do you what would you do if that's what you know? Are you going to work now? What's your what's your plan after you find out that there is such a thing as aliens? They're more powerful than us. They're in charge. And it's weird. A lot of people would say, oh, I'm, I'm still going to work. <laughs> I'm just going to go to work like, like I normally do. They're like, why? Because what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? So, but this is a situation where we kind of really had that go down. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. This is real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the wake and, – and I don't know what this says about American society, but I think when things like the NCAA basketball tournament got canceled and the NBA season got suspended mm-hmm. and the Kentucky Derby got postponed to September, when these huge – national sporting events started getting axed. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an old boy from Arkansas and I know there are people in mourning right now because sec baseball season has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the idea that that would happen, mm-hmm. uh, just blew people's minds. And mm-hmm. it is, I think, as you were saying, Hank, one heck of a wake up call for a whole lot of folks. Yeah. Rick C is saying that government is the same as the aliens. Yeah. They think they're our overlords. This is, Rick gets the point of what I'm trying to make. <laughs> you know, 
the government thinks they're overlords. We're in this situation now. Um, I just touched my face. So, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to do that a lot. <laughs> I'm going to do that. You know, we're uh, in this, to touch my face. Yeah, okay. we're in this situation now where, as Mike was saying, you know, they're trying to tell us where we can go, where we can't go, how many people. Right. Lola was telling me someone told her Best Buy, for example. I don't know if this is true or not. Gainesville does have that policy Mike was talking about. They don't want people of more than 10. Um, but uh, no, actually, I think it's 50. And then some people are making it 10. But like Best Buy, someone told her you can't have more than 10 people in Best Buy. That doesn't make any kind of sense. you know. Right. And why would you do all these things and put everyone in this mode when – you know, this is not, I don't want to say that we're not there yet, right? Obviously, they're trying to slow everything down. Right. But, we don't know. Yeah, but we're going to super panic mode. How do you think everyone's going to react? And one of the scare, one of the, well, not scary thing, but something I know is going to happen. All these kids that are home from school running around, mm-hmm. um, we're going to have lots of babies mm-hmm. in about in nine, nine months, months from now. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... You know, not we. we sh, you know, we shouldn't really. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to say I don't want the babies, but the mm. babies having babies because they don't have anything to do, right? Is not necessarily a good thing. And this is the mode that we're just putting everyone in. And it's kind of if you read those uh, apocalyptic novels and things like that, or look at the movies, mm. you always see that when people get to this stage, it's kind of like a survival instinct. What do you do? Make more babies because we think. There's, you know, like people are dying off. The problem is people are not dying at the rate that the media is trying to make it out to be. Right. No. And yeah, I mean, just for perspective and and I, again, not an epidemiologist, Mm -hmm. um, you know, look at the swine flu, which is relatively recent. You know, Mm -hmm. by the end of it, the CDC says about 18,000 people died. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the pace, if you actually date the virus as to when it came to America, because you can date viruses for those Mm -hmm. who don't know. Um, we're actually, we've had less deaths now, again, the CDC is saying this is more contagious. So it's not the same, Mm -hmm. but you know, that was, that was a pandemic killed lots of people around the world, Mm -hmm. recent modern times with modern medicine. And you know, people went, people went to Best Buy. And yeah, exactly. And I've, I've read some, some, and I try to, for information like this, I try to make sure it's a reputable source. I've read some, what I consider to be reputable source articles that indicate it's not as lethal as swine flu, but it is a heck of a lot more contagious. So there's a, a potential for more death just because so many more people are probably going to get it. Yeah. That's what I thought. I've seen the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, but we have lots of viruses that are already in effect. And this yeah. one being in effect now is never going away. So we're always going to have it. So I'm not saying we shouldn't do something about it. Of course we should. But I think the state of mind that we're putting everyone in, that they get to this point where, you know, as we're saying, there's people who are anti-gun and all that kind of stuff. And they're out there buying up guns and ammo. um, And, you know, we all see that happening, right? We all know those people who were trying to say to us, why you guys all into the guns? And then now they're like, oh, by the way, do you have any ammo? (laughs) <laughs> that literally happened to me today. <laughs> or, 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 or hey, hey we're thing. coming to your house if it gets bad. Yeah, and I was like, the door's to your house. Yeah, don't come oh, to my house. Yeah. That's I. Yeah, that's not even funny. Don't even try that. You know. Um, hold on. Uh, so SoCal Gunner gave us uh, some money here. He says, "I live under these Cali draconian laws. 
All the gun stores around here have empty shelves and a large amount of new people demanding to get their guns cash and carry. They have no idea that it's not that easy to buy a gun. Of course they don't. Yep. Of course they don't. You know, because they've been lied to systematically. Right. Yeah. Right. Saying that there's a quote unquote gun show loophole and all this yeah. other nonsense. Right. Yeah. Right. And so and but but here's the question, like, how long can you make people live under these pressures? So obviously we're at the stage where we've had 120 people die. That number's going to increase. Um, yep. Probably everyone. I don't know if you guys believe the number that like, hey, 70 percent of Amer people in America are going to get this thing at some point. We're, you know, people are freaking out because they're seeing celebrities or or athletes or whatever getting it right. we're all right. going to get this thing some people mm -hmm. are going to die unfortunately but it's forever now can we actually live in this super compressed state for an extended period of time no and, and I, I made a video about the nra show being canceled but in that that was like the headline but mm -hmm. i talked about initial thoughts on corona and this was like five days ago so I really saw, dated yeah but, i saw the i but, saw the video but my big takeaway in my opinion was regardless of how it ends up playing out and nobody knows, but this is going to bankrupt more people in my opinion in America than it's going to yeah. kill. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of my, I, I run, you know, several businesses. So a lot of my friends tend to be business owners. It's just kind of the way it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are brick and mortar, small business owners. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they're pretty much done. Yeah. Like, they can't, they can't they, survive being closed for 30 days. They can't. No. And whatever, and whatever government relief comes, it's going to be too late. Yeah. I saw, um, I, I saw just, uh, you know, um, I saw a local business that I know on Facebook, like, hey, you guys who owe me money, you need to pay me money. I was like, okay, good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> you know, because maybe a week ago, it was all good to say to someone, oh, yeah, you know, pay us later. <laughs> if I didn't even realize people were still doing that. But yeah, that's true. There's lots of brick and mortars that are that forget about. You know, if you're not in that, if so, let's say, for example, all the dollar, dollar stores and things like that, people are going in there and buying up all the toilet paper in the world. Uh, Roy, Roy is the one who's <laughs> stockpiling it, as you guys can see. You dollar know, General, like, baby. Yeah. Dollar General. There. Found it yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's other businesses that, that don't have that. Right, Mike? If you're if you're a landscaper, if you're this thing or that thing, you don't have that. One of my friends who lives right in a condo, like right there mm -hmm. uh she she runs she owns two yoga studios mm -hmm. yeah yeah who's going to hot yoga now nobody's going yeah but you might be safe in hot yoga right they probably would actually yeah but the, the <laughs> you know but she has instructors to pay yeah. she's got mm -hmm. rent to pay utilities to pay property taxes none of that stuff's going away mm -hmm. because okay. people aren't showing up you know? yeah, if you run a restaurant or a bar, I mean, the restaurant, the bars have been ordered closed, I believe, in Iowa. I'd have to double check that. Mm -hmm. uh, restaurants are pretty much doing takeout only in a lot of states. Yeah. Same here. If, if you yeah. own a hotel, if you do, if you run any sort of business that depends on large gatherings of people. Uh, I remember reading about, uh, for example, the Houston ra Rodeo and Stock Show that got canceled. How many vendors mm -hmm. show up to that? Mm -hmm. And that's their cash cow every year, mm -hmm. pardon the pun. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's where they make their money and it just got canceled canceled and they're just they're just up a certain creek with no paddle now. yeah well and look at i mean our industry like i said the nra show got canceled i mean obviously i'm sure you're not going to throw it out there roy but mm -hmm. brownells i'm sure spent a ton of money getting ready for that and that money's gone it's not coming yeah. back we were well, we, we, we were we were getting ready and uh, we were planning to drive just so we didn't have a whole bunch of, you know, unrefundable airline tickets. But we were we saw it oh, yeah. potentially get canceled, so we were all planning to drive. So yeah. 
Yeah. I talked to another company that spent $30,000 on their booth. Yeah, yeah. it's expensive. Is, is, um, so that's a good question, Mike. Do we know if NRA is refunding money to people who paid for booths up front? And then obviously you have to construct your booth. You have to rent your booth, right? Right, so, yeah. So, so I, I don't know from the NRA. I mm-hmm. do not know that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, but that's a that's a thing to think about. And then let's think about this. Not only in Vegas, for example. So here's what was oh, happening. Oh, yeah. With me, for example, NRA, um, the, show, the NRA show was going the same time as the broadcasting show. And I was like, hey, I'm going to do the broadcasting show because I'm already pissed off at the NRA. And then that got canceled. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to NRA. That got canceled. But Vegas is going gonna, is gonna to run into some big problems here pretty oh. soon. Yeah, as a sense, all the MGM property. MGM shuts down Monday. Yeah, yeah. all the properties. Yeah, and then what about so? And then even in so like the uh, NRA show was going to be in Tennessee this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how friendly they are exactly to the to the gun guys because I think the Grand Ole Opry they were supposed to have an auction there. I saw, and then they were like, "No, we don't want you doing your your auction here." But there's lots of cities things that that would thrive off of let's say 150,000 people being in the town, you know, for that time period. What happens to those guys? And do you think like the stimulus stuff they're talking about is going to help with that? Oh, did we lose Roy? I think he just closed his screen. Yeah. But I mean, again, if you're if you're seeking if you're looking for solutions in the government, mm-hmm. you're looking in the wrong place and if you don't understand that just take a look at a gas can in 2020 versus 1990 right that's their solution to a problem mm-hmm. uh you can't even fill it mm-hmm. but the the answer is it's going to be too little too late mm-hmm. uh, the, the federal government mm-hmm. especially is simply too big and has too many layers of bureaucracy to do anything effective at the local level mm-hmm. local governments are always more effective mm-hmm. it's not like a theory it's been proven mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. i mean that's just what it is and Honestly, it might it may help some. It may help in terms of the macro level of the GDP or our economy. It may help a dip, not dip as far or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That may be possible, but long term, mm-hmm. I mean, but short term, no. I mean, it's it's not it's not going to help. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to come back here. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. you. Yeah, you're 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 fully back. So how long? By the way, let me get this in while Roy's here because uh, Flying Rich. Give us a couple of bucks here. He says, Roy, can you get me into the BOP? I'll, I'll answer this for you, Roy. No, no, flying <laughs> no. bitch. No, the BOP is closed for business. <laughs> You're closed for Corona right now. We're closed for corona. Yeah, that's right. You had yeah, your no chance. Matter. The coronavirus came. It's over. No. <laughs> for like a 12-pack of, of Quilted Northern, I'll see what I can do. Uh, is that it? Is that all it takes? You're going to have a lot of toilet paper Dude, coming at you. A 12-pack of Quilted Northern could you like, get you like a, a what used to be a $5,000 used car these days. You kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like a dowry instead of you know, trading goats and, and, and chickens yeah. as a bride price. Yeah. Now it's, it's Quilted Northern. Yeah, I was right. telling Roy to do the – have you – so, Mike, I know you've seen – the cash phone meme, right? Mm. Yeah, I was telling Roy to do the cash phone meme with the, with the, with the toilet paper. <laughs> there you go. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's a baller. He's a baller right now. Um, TPOG, yeah. Yeah. How long do you guys think it's going to be before the local governments that are buying into all this say, hey, you know what? We're actually killing our economies here, you know? How long do you think it's going to be? Or you think they're just going to stick with whatever the government says right now? 
So I, honestly, I think it's just going to depend on where you live. There's, uh, you know, in urban areas where people tend to be more focused on government dependence, it's going to be longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, more rural areas, it's going to be shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that's yeah. how it's going to be. The people are going to demand it, a stop to it. Yeah, and I think this is or, go ahead. Or there will just be or there will just be simple disobedience, like I said, and they'll be like your porters are not legal. So yeah. no. Yeah, I think um, I think I saw you saying this somewhere, Mike. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but you were talking about the difference of like living in a city <laughs> and living in the country. Mm-hmm. Some people might realize why the country is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's that, that's a whole video on itself. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's yeah. definitely differences in culture and, mm-hmm. and just just dependency and independence that you have mm-hmm. there, just because everything's not 20 minutes away. You know that you need so there's there's just an inherent yeah um independence that you build yeah you're already you're already doing it i mean i know lola and i live in the we don't live in gainesville itself and i don't even th- i don't even consider gainesville a city i don't know technically what gainesville is but yeah you guys don't live i've been to your places it's yeah. definitely not the you know the gainesville's not the city and where we live is definitely country um and mm-hmm. so yeah you have like we have our own well you know i think the thing i would need the most is electricity Right. Um, we've probably got food there, but I'll be honest with you guys. I've never eaten a squirrel, but I do have. I noticed well, I my can, squirrels I are extra big this year. On that, Hank. Huh? I could help ease your pain on oh. squirrels, Hank. <laughs> yeah. I got lots of recipes. Oh, okay. There may or may not be a lot of geese consumed around yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> have you got. OK, I know I'm not even going to ask Roy this because I know Roy likes eating all kinds of crazy exotic meats. Uh, what about you guns and care? <laughs> Uh, it's not something I seek out, but I totally have. Mm-hmm. I've eaten just about everything. Oh, okay. You can. Oh, okay. All right. Just to try it. I'm, I'm definitely not afraid of it. That's for oh, sure. Oh, okay. You're, so you're ready for the apocalypse, right? Well, I mean, as much as I can be. Yeah. I, I could, I could, I have no problem eating random animals. Yeah. Uh, that I can tell you. So what do you guys are, think about all the people who are like ready for the apocalypse, who actually want an apocalypse? I don't think we're, we're, we're going to have an apocalypse, by the way. I don't really believe that at all, at all. No, I don't. I don't think anyone really wants an apocalypse. Yeah, but, but, but they understand what that means. Yeah, but you must they, see those they guys. About it for it all. I no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of people who haven't thought about it, who think they want it, who would be about forty-five minutes deep in the apocalypse and change their mind real quick. Mm-hmm. Real quick. But, mm-hmm. but but no, uh-uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. Just go hang out in Mogadishu for an hour. Yeah. Right. Come back. Yeah. Toilet paper. Tell me how awesome it is. Yeah, toilet paper. And by the way, like, I agree. I think I've said this before when people have asked me, like, what's the one thing you want in the apocalypse? I've said toilet paper myself. But I don't understand why everybody's getting all the toilet paper in the world. Where's that coming from? How could that be possible, Hank? You lived around the world. You know, there's places that don't have toilet paper. Lots of them. Yes, I live there. Me too. So why the heck would you think? Yeah, (laughs) but no, but listen, if someone asks me, I say that, but I have like I usually have enough toilet paper in my house for about like three months to six months at least. But but I buy stuff in bulk. Um but I don't think we're headed to apocalypse. So when all of this stuff started happening, I didn't go, oh, no, I got to go buy all the toilet paper in the world. Because the truth of the matter is you can stack your whole house with toilet paper. It's not enough if we go apocalypse. Right. And people are. Yeah. Right. W- right. What exactly is that going to do for you? You know, and, and then to go into the stores and see people leaving like canned food behind 
and things like mm-hmm. that, when if they think it's going to be the apocalypse, what is any of that doing for you? Right. Yeah, we were talking before we went live, and I was actually in a grocery store today, and it was insane. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was... So we had here in North Carolina two years ago now a really bad hurricane, and some of you guys who watch the channel may know about it. I did a bunch of videos on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I-95, which is a major corridor here, um, was shut down for three weeks. And so that was a big deal. So, like, big box stores and stuff, uh, trucks, that's the route. Like, they're not going to go a back route. They're just going to go somewhere else until I-95 is open. Mm-hmm. So the grocery stores today were like it was back then. Wow. Like, three wow. weeks into it with no deliveries mm-hmm. it was crazy wow okay um i've got some i've got some questions here for mike which uh let me see i'll get to this tyvin show says ask mike if he had camel for dinner he's had camel uh, for dinner. i don't know if you want did, to admit it did, but no did did we have camel at Oxus ranch maybe i don't know were you that yeah, I, don't I was there, but you, I don't remember having camel yeah, unless you I don't guys think tricked we me. Had camel. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I don't. If not there, then no, I no. haven't had. Camel. Oh, okay. Okay. I would totally eat a camel. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. Yeah, camels are pretty nasty. They're disgusting. Yeah, you don't. One of them. One of them. One of them licked Lola's face down there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Lola messing. I pictures of that. This is the thing. Yes. This is the difference between me and Lola. And Lola was born in Ghana, right? But. Uh, so I don't know if she ever dealt with camels before, but I've seen camels and I know they're nasty. And I'm like, I'm standing way and she's over there like, oh, they're so cute. And I was like, oh, I no, I don't think so. I don't think camels are cute at all. You know, but um, yeah. Yeah. She got some camel love out of that. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, let's see. Someone was uh, OK. Razor JB says another North Carolina native. Uh, need an all North Carolina chat soon. We got to figure that out. Um, yeah, there's a lot yeah, of dudes lot of in North Carolina. Yeah, a lot of us, uh, Twang and Bang. Yeah, Brandon Herrera, one up lately. Yeah, you. Uh, um, I'm sure there's others. Yeah, do you North Carolina guys probably have the gun thing locked down? That's probably the biggest. There's a there's a ton of them. You know, there is a lot yeah. of us. Yeah, for sure. X ring is your six covered. Coda Boy 32 Coda here. Boy, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah. By the way, I saw that um, Coda Boy and a bunch of guys got demonetized. Yep. What? Um, just a little quick uh, switch over here since we have you, Mike. What do you think about all of that? You and I, we run YouTube channels. We're kind of like dealing with this all the time. What's your take on that? Yeah. So first, for people who don't know, there's sort of like two levels of demonetization, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. there's like normal demonetization, which I think pretty much every gun channel has. Mm-hmm. Um where the majority of ads, especially normal paying ads, don't run your videos. So instead of making, you know, uh, just this is a total hypothetical, but instead of making $100 on 100,000 views, you end up making three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the normal, like, demonetization that everyone has, and there's really no getting around it. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, the what's going on with guys like Coda Boy and uh, Honest Outlaw, um, where they have literally removed them from the entire program mm-hmm. and they get zero across the board, even though they're getting millions of views. Same with guns and gadgets had the same thing yeah. happen. Um, very likely. So there's two things, two things about this. So since the demonetization process has started from what I know, and I don't know everything, but from what I know, no one who has been in a partner network has been demonetized. So there's mm-hmm. one thing, right? Um, and we can get into partner networks if people want. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so no one has been in a network has been demonetized. And everyone that I've seen that's been 
actually demonetized, like full demonetization has actually been violating YouTube's policies by posting links mm -hmm. uh, to websites that sell guns, ammo, and accessories outside of Amazon and eBay because those are except exempted um, in YouTube's policies. So uh, when that... Oh, so you can post that, links from, from anything that's on that's on Amazon, right? And eBay. Okay, mm -hmm. and eBay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're specifically... And they exempted. have their own, they have their own guidelines so you can't put... You can't sell anything right. on Amazon or eBay anyway. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So so those guys, they really don't have a case uh, to fight it. Mm -hmm. um, not in the near term. Mm -hmm. If they were doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's huge gun channels. I mean, um, mm -hmm. it, just look through the guys you subscribe to that mm -hmm. do it as well. They put links to all kinds of websites that, mm -hmm. that are violating their policy. So I'm not sure why these guys are getting targeted mm -hmm. per se. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're being targeted and you are actually blatantly violating the policy, it's kind of... Yeah. One of the things I notice as well, and this is just for me, right? And and, and you probably would be a really good person to speak on this. Um, so they've been going through and hitting us with a lot of the yellow coins on videos. And they keep going back. So even if they review a video and they're like, hey, it's okay, you know, they may come back a couple of weeks later, a day later, you know, months later and hit you again. And so what I've been doing is every time they, which it's like demonetizing that video for sure, right? And therefore suppressing that video, I yep. decided to remove any of those videos. So you, uh, you could fight it and they may look at it and go, okay, we'll take that off. Or they're like, no, this is confirmed. You know, we're not going to monetize this thing. I've been removing them because I kind of had this theory that if you let it build up, that they're going to look at you and say, hey, we're looking at the percentage of videos that we've demonetized on your channel, and we don't think that it's viable for you to be in the partner program anymore. Well, when I saw what uh, Cottaboy was, like his email that he got, that's pretty much what they were saying in there. So do you yeah. think there's any merit to that? Um, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's it's a constantly changing environment. It's certainly possible. Uh, I don't do that, mm -hmm. however... I do not monetize a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. Like, it, for instance, I'm sure you got it. Hang well, maybe you didn't actually. Mm -hmm. um, but so I got an email from my network, which I'm in BBTV, broadband okay. TV, and uh, so the network kind of is like a union, if you will. Yeah, for, I'm in the uh, I'm YouTubers. in BBTV as well. Okay, yeah. So I got an email from them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yesterday, and basically, it came out with all of YouTube's new coronavirus stuff, mm -hmm. and like basically, like everything that says coronavirus is getting demonetized automatically mm -hmm. and like their re their review team now is working remotely and mm -hmm. dedicating less hours so don't count on it getting reviewed yeah basically that, that is a summary of it yeah it's not exactly right. basically they're but saying so, you're they're yeah. leaving us to the bots <laughs> right yeah and so and so like when i do a video tonight coronavirus in the gun industry i'm literally just not going to monetize makes sense yeah. but they're going to run ads on it anyway mm -hmm. they'll make their money but i realize if if i monetize it less people will see it yeah and so that's just how it is this is the unfortunate reality i know i don't know if people think that we're like you know we're making this up or whatever it is um and youtube has policies that we can't actually show you guys the behind the scenes of uh, I don't know if it's all the stats, but I know definitely they don't want you showing people like what money you're actually making and all that kind of stuff. But it's pretty it's pretty horrible back there. And people may think, well, that doesn't matter. I think there's folks out here like uh, Mr. Guns and Gear that are professionally, consistently giving you content 
you know, it might help to support folks like him. Um, you know, if you want to, you could put me in that category. I'm doing this all the time, but there's, and there's lots of us and we, you know, this isn't something that we would do this consistently if we weren't able to also take care of our families and pay, pay the bills and things like that. All right. For sure. Yeah. Right. So, um, go ahead, go ahead, Roy. No, I was going to say, uh, and, and related to that, and this is just a personal observation of mine. You said they're leaving us to the bots. Mm-hmm. There's also a, a similar statement about mm-hmm. Facebook doing yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my personal Facebook feed, I'm seeing lots of people, uh, and maybe people who, who, in my opinion, didn't necessarily think that, that social media censoring was a big deal, mm-hmm. who are absolutely infuriated that Facebook took down their posts of the Washington Post article that they shared mm-hmm. because so, the bots saw the word coronavirus in it right. and shut it down. So I think maybe this is another maybe the unintended – I'm not saying the coronavirus is intended, but another unforeseen consequence, not unintended. Well, also if you post political stuff, they're, they're taking yeah. it down also or they're flagging it. Yeah, because the bots are doing it because all the Facebook employees are, are, are at home and, and not working in the, in the office. And uh, I, a lot of folks, I think, are getting their wake-up call on social media censoring during this time as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of my posts right now in the last, like, three days, like, if you go to my Facebook page, I'll what I've had to do because of this bot thing is I can't just – it depends, and it seems, like, random. But, like, if I post a link to Brownell's ammo, right, it won't post. Mm-hmm. So – or it'll get deleted immediately. But if I post a picture of the ammo and then – a like a bit.ly or like a short Mr. Guns and Gear mm-hmm. link, then it'll post. Mm. So like that's what I've had to do the last two days almost constantly. Just I just have to convert links to my website short link. Mm-hmm. And then that's the only way they'll let it post. And even then they're taking it down. Like they took down, uh, I had like Fiocchi ammunition 223 for 30 cents around yesterday. And it got shared like it got shared like 1800 times or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you got flagged they, probably. And they got flagged because they said it was spam. Mm-hmm. That's what they said mm-hmm. because people were sharing it so much. Right. Yeah. It's like, what? This is, um, so I had, I, are you guys familiar with Arms List? Yeah. 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 So I had Jonathan, the owner of Arms List, who's also a lawyer, by the way, on the show. Yeah. And he was talking about a lot of this stuff. Arms List is definitely, um, I don't know how, he's on a, he's on their shit list or whatever whatever you want to categorize it as and i saw it for myself uh facebook and instagram which obviously facebook owns instagram you cannot send like in uh messenger on facebook you can't send someone a message and and put a link for arms list and on um ig you can't like uh i made a post someone asked something and i try to respond and say you know this is what happened to at arms list it would not let me post that thing until i removed until i removed that and he's been saying that this is happening to him for some time and he's taken things pretty much i don't want to say all the way to the supreme court i think his case came up to the supreme court and they said hey this has already been settled this guy has immunity and and so i think since that happened they were like yeah tag this guy and and start shutting him down but they don't want to remove him so this is a new tactic you know because he's because he's covered they don't want to remove him so they ghost him or i don't know what the the word for that is guns and gear yeah no i mean i don't know the word either but that's exactly what's happening the shadow ban or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah so there's lots of they just they limit your ability to be productive Right. right. At the end of the day, or, or to reach people. Yeah. 
and they're making like, us, oh, you're getting you're getting too many shares. Yeah. Delete. Yeah. And they, they, you have to work harder. I think there's lots of right. guys out there that normally would be bigger. They would be growing, including you, including you, Mike. You know, I think that with as long as you've been doing this and the amount of stuff that you do and the the, the uh, I mean, I know a lot of people that are like no matter what they do to you, they're looking for the stuff that you're sharing. Right. Yep. So yep. I think a lot of this is just is just throwing roadblocks in our way to just make it more difficult, maybe discourage us. You know, I've had YouTube tell me, you know, it'll be so much better if you just did 80% anything else and 20% guns. Just 20%. That's it. <laughs> you know what's funny is I have a YouTube rep, and mm -hmm. she is a – probably she's probably 30. Mm -hmm. She's a, a Asian girl from San Francisco. She's never touched a gun. Like, I've had these conversations with her. Mm -hmm. And she she's always like, yeah – you know, there's some words that you probably shouldn't use. And I'm like, like what? And she's like, like firearm. And I'm like, that's what I do. And she's like, yeah, but it's not the best word for YouTube. And I'm like, what? She's like, she's, she's real nice about it. Yeah. But I'm just like, God. At, least, at least I don't say it's a lovely little YouTube channel you got there. It'd be a shame if something would have happened. To yeah, no, she's yeah. not like that. She's very professional. No, most of the – it's just funny. Yeah, when you, deal with the, when you deal with the YouTube people, most of them are nice. I 100% I agree yeah, with yeah. you, Mike. I think that it's just a weird situation. It's like when I was talking to them about the whole policy that we can't hold guns now when we're live – you know, um, the things that they were telling me and they were act like in my conversation I had with them was about four lawyers on the phone with me. Right? right. And, you know, there was there was a lawyer there that she was like, oh, me and my husband, we're gun people. And I was like, there's no way you guys are gun people. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> you know, you can't be gun people. And then you're here telling me that I can't hold a gun while I'm live because you think that's going to stop something, and then you're going to have people watching me to see what I do. I, matter of fact, I got one of the videos deleted because uh, Walter picked up a stock, a wooden stock. There was no barrel in it, nothing. And they were like, yep, you picked up a gun, deleted the video. We had to fight over and over again until they finally conceded to me that, oh, we thought we saw a barrel there, but there isn't one. You know, and they gave it back to us. It's so insane that this is what, look, I'll show you guys right now. This is the only thing I have here in the studio. I was showing this to Roy. Toy guns. By the way, YouTube overlords watching me, these are toy guns. Do you see those little orange plastic? That, that's pop, Hank. That's pop. Yeah. <laughs> it has a very realistic, uh, you know, shell casing. <laughs> guns again is like, oh my God, what, what has happened to me? <laughs> You know, this is what we're reduced to. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because that, that's literally why the RPK is behind me and I'm not touching it. Yeah, exactly. If I touched it, I know the video would get deleted. Yeah, it's 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 so insane what's uh, what's going on there. But it's the way of life. It's the, you know, I, I'm not intending on giving up. I don't think you guys are either, right? The brave nah. new world. Yeah. They're going to have to kick me out. And I'll still be somewhere if i got to send up smoke signals. <laughs> You know what's weird? It just as on this rant, mm -hmm. but uh, like probably if you had to say like what's the social media platform that's used by like leftists the most, right? Mm -hmm. I would think it would be Twitter, mm -hmm. right? All the leftists are on there, mm -hmm. and I've never been censored on Twitter. Yeah. I post everything. On it's interesting. Yeah, happened. I think Twitter Twitter is pretty. Um, it's interesting what's going on now. Recently, didn't a conservative guy buy majority interest in Twitter? 
I don't know. I read, yeah. read something about that. Yeah. I don't remember the details. Yeah, I don't know if that's affecting anything yet. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've never had an issue on Twitter. Yeah. I don't grow because, again, my viewers really aren't there. Yeah. But, but I mean, I post anything. Yeah. They don't care. You think we, we, you think we would be big on Twitter just because Trump's on there? What's Trump got? Like 30, 40 million? But like, like you said, a lot of them are liberal people screaming at him. <laughs> Right, right. Like if you do a heat map for Twitter, it's actually really interesting. It's mm. like it's like all the cities, but it's really focused on D.C., L.A., and uh, New York. Mm. Like it's like sixty something percent of the people using it yeah. are there. It switches around. I remember when my kids were in high school, they were using Twitter a lot, and I was like, "Why are you guys using Twitter?" I was like, "Cause cause nobody's on there, so we don't want to be mm-hmm. on Facebook because all the old people came over to Facebook." Still. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think they've moved on from that. I think what are the young people using like TikTok nowadays? TikTok. Yep. Yeah, a lot of TikTok. Yeah. Um, well, what's, what's the video game streaming one? Twitch. 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 Yeah. Twitch. Yeah. It's always where the internet's never going away. We just gotta figure all of this stuff out somehow. Um, Planet Nut Seven Six Seven asked this question. He says, uh, "I heard toilet paper and booze are the top barter currency. Is that true?" So it's certainly possible. Yeah. um, People here here in Vail, Iowa, there's plenty of booze on the shelves. I mean, you can't find toilet paper, except I found four rolls today, eight rolls today. But uh, there's lots of booze, lots of booze on the shelves here in in South Central Iowa. There's lots here, too. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. We got a lot of booze. We got a lot of booze. What do you guys (laughs) think about the fact that, like, all our medical supplies are coming from China? Is that a a good idea? (laughs) So I think, honestly, again, one of the positives that may come out of this long term Mm -hmm. is people are awakening to that. And then from a business perspective, I'm not talking uh, I'm not talking a foreign policy or a national policy, but just from a business perspective, a lot of companies right now, big companies that have even like small components made in China, Mm -hmm. they can't deliver their final product because that small component is held up. So. Mm. I think they're going to realize that there's a value in having uh, duplicate duplicate capabilities. So spread out. So like whether it's a plant in China, a plant in Vietnam, a plant in China, a plant in Brazil, a plant mm-hmm. in China, a plant in America, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. just having that capability has a lot of value there. And I know like just on a big name uh, front, uh, Apple is literally moving to do just that for this very reason. Yeah, so. yeah. So we may see um, some industry come back to America. Yeah, and at least not so much be China. Like I know India right now is like on a their whole State Department has a massive ad campaign right now. Move your business to India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have coronavirus. Like that's, but it's you know that's what they're. Is that true pitching. that they don't have coronavirus though? No, they have coronavirus. Yeah, of course but they're, they do. They're, they're pitching essentially we're not China. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to try to play that game. China's going to play that game. Yep, they yeah. are. I know China's been trying to like call every everyone racist that says anything about them. So. I mean, this, you know, this is how it goes. I think that um, I think we are going to see. I agree with you. We're going to see that happen. What do you think, like money wise? What do you guys think money wise people should do? Because like I'm saying, this is not the end of the world. People still have to live every day. What would you you know, what would you recommend people do with their money? Do you think like from now on, just spend all your money on guns, go back to what we had during the fire Armageddon or? Well, I'm always an advocate of that. Even well, you, yes, we all, we're always I'm, buying I'm, guns. I'm yeah. 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 But what but financially, how should people think about this? 
I mean, I think everyone's situation is so different that there's no way you can just give a blanket statement. I mean, there are, there are companies that are making way more money mm-hmm. because of this. There's okay. companies that are making no money because of this. Mm-hmm. There's people, you know, that are unaffected by it under salary. I mean, there's, there's so many different situations mm-hmm. and you know, there's people that are in debt. There's people that aren't, there's mm-hmm. people that have basic supplies, have a six month, you know, financial disaster fund. Mm-hmm. There's all, you know, so yeah. there's just no way. Do you to think be. the people in major um, debt are waiting for the apocalypse to release them? From, <laughs> like, yeah, this will save me. <laughs> that, that or Bernie, one of the two. Oh, well, that's what, that's what they're hoping for. Good luck with that, man. Bernie's pretty much, yeah. what would he's be canceled. The difference between Bernie and the apocalypse. I'm, I'm mm. kind of dumbfounded. A couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of, that's a good that's funny. It's yeah. true. <laughs> well, Kill the bird. This but this this thing kind of like did, is going to deal I know Bernie's still in the game, but this might deal the final blow to Bernie, I think. He de- no, I think it's the, I think it's the opposite. Really? If you look at his, his demographic is young voters. So okay. in all these primaries and states where there's an elderly population that's at risk, they're less likely to go out and vote and be in a place there's just going to be, you know, transmissions. Young people don't care. Mm-hmm. They're out in South Padre Island, Texas. I don't know if you saw the photos of that this week. They're mm-hmm. going crazy out there. They're not they're not afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, those are the folks that skew Bernie. So, and mm-hmm. my if anything, it could help him. I don't I don't see any oh, okay. downside for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he took the uh, well, he definitely uh, not Bernie, but Biden took Florida here in the primaries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then there's some places that cancel primaries. I went and voted here in Florida. Florida did not cancel anything. Yeah, you know, but we, right. We're but a Florida. lot of people didn't come out. Uh, yeah, you know, is that so. so? Is that the numbers? A lot of people didn't come out because of what's going on. Right, yeah, um, an elderly demographic, and then apparently Bernie, if it, to win the nomination, which there's so much that mm-hmm. goes into that in the Democrat Party, the way they do their mm-hmm. delegates. Um, but delegates, to, yeah. right, so, so to, to win it just by math, not mm-hmm. necessarily reality, mm-hmm. but by math, he has to win sixty percent of the remaining ones. So it's not crazy. Mm, okay. Richard Rasnick says Bernie is louder than the apocalypse. Yeah. Let's see. I think that the 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 everything that's happening is kind of helping Biden also because uh we're not seeing him as much, so <laughs> yep. less probability yep. of saying something crazy. You know. Agreed. Yeah, he's not out there um like in the face of that guy. I wonder if that guy that uh you know the the steel worker, I wonder if that guy got tested. We need to test that guy. Make sure that guy doesn't have any kind of viruses from uh, being so close to to Biden. There, you know, yeah, he's got an AR-14 now. So he's yeah, good. I know. <laughs> I, I've got one of those too. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was uh, really 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 funny stuff. Here's one of the questions I want to ask you guys. Here, this is a silly question, but I think it's an important question. With everything going on with the virus, this epidemic, and all that. Is the five-second rule now no longer in effect? This is this is my question. I think it's in effect. You, it's still in effect. Yeah. Well, as, as much as it ever was. As, okay. Exactly. Okay. No. No change. <laughs> no change. No change. You're not changing it. <laughs> Go ahead. Depend on which floor it's dropped on. Uh, okay, if, if it's a home floor with. or a away floor, is that what you're saying? Right, home or away? Uh, are you in a coronavirus hotspot? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you drop it, say in a, on a nursing home a cafeteria floor, dude, out. Yeah. No. Yeah, I dropped something so, today on the floor here in the studio, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> done. <yes. laughs> yeah. So. 
on a serious note on that yeah. today, again, mm-hmm. the coronavirus news, mm-hmm. uh, the WHO released a study about like how long it can stay certain places and on certain materials. Mm-hmm. So there was like a limited time that it could stay on cardboard. So like UPS put out a statement about like how, how they're going to handle it and stuff. It was very I, interesting. I saw oh, that yeah. there was, uh, there was you can't get it from packages in essence. Yeah. Well, There's a lot, lot of people believe that you can. 30 to 45 seconds, right? 30 to 45 seconds is what they're saying. But then, so then like uh, UPS had to clarify on social media talking about tape and the difference of time of that and stuff. It was crazy. I can't believe where, uh, I know Lola told me her, her mom, and her mom lives in Maryland, but I guess the people in her church told her that before you touch the mail, you got to spray it down with bleach or Lysol or something like that. And wait a certain amount of time. <laughs> She's like, "Is that is that real? Is that uh, is that actually a thing?" <laughs> you know, um, yeah. you know. I don't know. People people believe that out there. I know my uh, my barber was telling me that he's spraying down all the money. I was like, "Yeah, hey. well, I'm, money's already." I'm gonna dirty. be like the crazy uncle in my big fat Greek wedding and just start spraying everything with Windex. I'm just start yeah. carrying a holster full of Windex around, just start yeah. hosing stuff. Yeah. So let me, um, by the way, I'm going to try to get Javier on here. Um, so I did, I sent you guys this message that someone sent to me, right? I don't know if you guys saw this. So I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to try to put this up here real quick on the screen. While you're doing, while you're doing yeah. that, Hank, I'm going to throw that up there. It's a, uh, there's an, there's an, a song from GMAC Cash called Coronavirus. If you guys really want to laugh. <laughs> Is it good? You want to laugh. Oh, dude, it's so funny. But it's all about spraying stuff down. He's spraying people in the streets. Oh. It's got 500,000 views, so somebody thinks it's funny besides me. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, check me later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to check it out here. Okay, I'm trying to do a couple of things. I'm going to put this up here real quick on the screen and just read this for everyone dare all tonight uh 12 30 to 3 30 a.m make sure to turn off the phone cellular tablet etc put away from your body cnn television announced the news please tell your family and friends tonight at 12 30 to 3 30 a.m for our planet will be a very high radiation cosmic rays will pass close to earth so please turn off your cell phone do not leave your device close to your body it can cause you terrible damage. Check Google and NASA, BBC News. Send this message to all people who matter to you. Uh, you know, blah blah blah, going on and on. So that that's obviously nonsense to me. I don't know if anyone else out there um, saw this stuff. Um, yeah, uh, I agree with you. It's nonsense. But the problem is, when there's such a changing environment, it just gives uh, it adds fire to that type of, mm-hmm. of thought. Unfortunately, hey, keep that door closed. Oh, is that Javier? Do we have him back? Hey. Yeah, Hold here. on, let me, let me, uh, yeah, I was trying to to call you, but you were actually able to call back in. Awesome. Let me put you up on up here. So we've got Javier from HTX Tactical joining us. Welcome to the show, Javier. I don't know if you've met everyone, but with us is Roy from Brownells, and we have Mike, Mr. Guns and Gear. We've got Javier, he's in Texas. Um, you're, you're still in the shop in Texas? And it's it's fucking insane. Okay. It we're supposed to be closed and the shop is crazy packed. It's been like that for the last five days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been buying insane inventory, posted on IG, and then like an hour later, it's just yeah. gone. I'm, yeah. Everything, anything. 
Yeah, I've seen you throwing up the posts on IG. So explain to, to, to my audience that um, they, they don't know who you are. Explain to the folks out there who you are, what you do, how you got here to this uh, position. Yeah, I guess long story short, my name is Javier. Um, so before I got into the firearm industry, uh, I've been a performer. I'm a b-boy. So I've been doing I've been in the hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to need you go around now. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still crazy right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a b-boy. So I've been touring for about 20 years uh, nationally and internationally. I'm actually supposed to be I was supposed to be in Samoa, uh, New Zealand and a few other countries right now. I do a lot of stuff with the State Department as well as a culture ambassador for United States of America. Uh, just showcasing American culture. So B-Boy, uh, that's breakdancing. Uh, okay. So we do all the elements, but uh, so I do a live show and I have different shows that I do from uh, hip hop education and from elementaries to universities. We do live theater shows and then the one we do for the State Department. Uh, so we mix a little bit of everything from comedy, acting, performing, music. I mean, you name it. And it's just a super sick, dope show. Um, and depending on what the show is, you know, it's catered to that audience. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know I wasn't going to be able to perform for um, at a high level for a long time. I'm about to be 38 in April. Mm -hmm. Probably don't look like it, but yeah, I'm about to be 38. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do in my life? I, I enjoy firearms. Mm -hmm. And so initially I linked up with one of my friends that I grew up with. Well, used to be my friend. And he was a veteran. He was 11B. And uh, he just couldn't get his shit together and did a lot of stupid shit, you know. And so I had to cut ties on that. And then I met the uh, my business partner now. He had he was doing gun shows. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I have a good a good idea. So I kind of sat down with them. I had a whole game plan. And, you know, as most of you all know, in the gun industry, there's not really. And I, I've never once stated that we're a, a hip hop gun shop. Mm -hmm. But uh, my background proves that. And, uh, and we have a I have a niche in the, in the firearm industry. And I knew that going into it because I didn't want to compete with, you know, everybody else, especially here in Houston and Texas. There's a gun shop on every corner. Right, right. <laughs> um, so doing that and America. coming with, yeah, yeah, my yeah. style and all that, uh, it's been it's been very well to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Story short. Yeah, very cool. I don't know if you guys have any questions. If you do, uh, feel free to ask them and jump in here. Rodney Brady says, I'm a hip-hop junkie from Queens Village, a.k.a. Shadyville. I live in Florida now. Shout out. I grew up I grew up in hip hop. I grew up in Far Rockaway in New York. Um, oh. I came to live in America in the in the early eighties, so I kinda grew up in that. I know Mike is the same thing. And then and then you know, Royce from Arkansas, so <laughs> it's a little different. Uh, I like yeah. it. Now you <laughs> Dude, I would totally call myself the hip hop gun shop if I yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean the thing is too, just not even including myself, right. but my Sarah Coder, he's a legendary graffiti artist, thirty oh. plus years. Oh, cool. My camera guy, I used to tour with his dad, so he was born into the hip-hop culture. I mean, so everybody in my shop, uh, kind of just the dominoes fell that way. It's not like I'm saying, oh, yo, you got to be hip-hop, so you got to be here. No, it's just the people that I hang around with that I know that are super professional, um, handle their business, and we're making it happen. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I don't know um, if, Mike, are you good? I know it's yeah. like dark over there and stuff like that. You got stuff to post, right? I don't. Yeah, yeah. and, and I got to edit that video, so yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay. I was planning on being on until about eight, so. Oh, okay. All right, oh. cool. Uh, oh. You you got any final things before you kick out of here that you want to let the people know? Do you know when that video is going up tonight? Oh, if I can get it edited, it'll be up as soon as it's done. So hopefully it'll be up, uh, if not tomorrow, the latest. But, yeah, man, I think uh, Javier's going to have some interesting things to say at the local level, yeah. FFL level, what's going on. Because, yeah. like yeah. I was saying, I, I was talking kind of bigger picture earlier, but you're down there on the ground, so. Yeah. We're on the ground, and it's, like I had to send one of my guys to um, 
to one of our distributors about two hours away and we just rented a U-Haul and we're like, go. He came back with a pallet, posted on Instagram and now everything that we had is all gone. Yeah. And we're not, you know, you're not talking about some chimp change. You're talking about, you know, 50,000 here, 80,000 yeah. here. Some I mean, he is hustling hard, man. He's hustling. That's awesome. Yeah, Love that's it. awesome. And it's not like I'm here, I need a, you know, it's like we want to, we want everybody to be able to protect ourselves in these times. Yeah. And Absolutely. so we're limited in not only just firearms, but we're, we're buying trauma kits. We're buying MREs and other things that you're going to need in times like this mm-hmm. and not just be able to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully you and Guns and Gear get a chance to get together. Mike, any things before you go that the folks can do to support you real quick? Just let them know. Uh, follow me on all the big socials, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. It's just slash Mr. Guns and Gear, M-R-G-U-N-S-G-E-N-G-E-A-R. And uh, email list, you can sign up for that too. So that way, social media isn't censoring what I send to you guys. So yeah. that's pretty much it. Also, and you appreciate you having me on. Hank. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks a lot. And also, he's on Ballistic Inc. By the way, he's on. That's true. Yes. Thank All you. right. All right, Mike. <laughs> All right. See you. See you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, yeah. So. Let me let me get us all back up in here. That was awesome. Guns and Gear dropping in to hang out with us. Um, by the way, uh, Boss Hog says, what's up to Javier? Um, uh, X-Tex Tactical says, what's up as well. Shout, shout out to uh, Jeremy there at X-Tex Tactical. Um, yeah, so the store was, was really crazy today, right? How are you guys getting stuff? Like, you know, I, well, how big is your store, by the way? So it's probably about 4,000 square feet. Okay. Uh, majority of it is workshop because we do everything house from CNC, lasering, stippling, yeah. seracoping. Okay, all, uh, all those Gucci stuff. Glocks. Yeah, yeah all the Gucci stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but we try to take it a step beyond that. Like, for instance, you know, you got your typical slide cuts as far as, like, windows and recessed borders. But we, we want to take it a step further. And, like, just that Green Power Ranger gun we did for the actual Green Power Ranger we literally CNC the flute sword on the top of it. On top of that, to do that. Mm. Okay. And just details, and I, I guess just being a b boy, liking style and flavor, mm-hmm. and just doing live shows for a long time, you kind of pay attention to the little details that not everybody would pay attention to, and I think that's what you know helps us set us apart. Yeah. One of the things I was gonna say, uh, Roy, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to hear anyone's opinion on this. I've always thought that people in the hip hop world, like growing up in that myself, I've always mm-hmm. thought these are gun guys. But ju- absolutely, yeah. But just not necessarily coming across to understand like what it's really all about, like understanding why the Second Amendment so important, etc. But definitely gun guys. So you hit the nail on the coffin with that. Mm-hmm. Me growing up, you know, at one point in my life, I was considered an athlete. At risk youth, uh, I grew up in the hood, mm-hmm. grew up poor, mm-hmm. mother, don't my father, you know, mm-hmm. I was abused by my mom. Uh, I mean, anything you can name coming from that culture, um, seeing tons of guns and dope growing up, like it's just a norm, right? Mm-hmm. So doing that, I was like, you know what, what I want to do is when I do get in the gun industry um, and I have all my guys do this, like when people come in, it's a lot of hip hop heads. They love firearms, but mm-hmm. they don't know shit about firearms. They don't know how to handle them. They don't know how to shoot them. They don't know anything about the second amendment. So we like, we educate them on that. And if you look on my page, I mean, I got some of the biggest hip hop stars and I'll ask them and I'll sit down, you know, what, what is your take on the second amendment? Why do you want to carry? Mm-hmm. And then we just keep educating and educating and just keep putting that out there because they need it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, once you get into the culture, you gain that respect for it, mm-hmm. for the fire. It's just not a piece of tool. You want to be in a video and show off your guns and, you know, shit like that. It's like, no, you actually gain a respect yeah. for it. And it, and it, I just- it transcends, uh, to me, 
I believe the Second Amendment, I think everything in the Constitution does this, but, you know, people can argue that. I think that the Second Amendment transcends, like, sex, age, race, religion, all of those things. It's for everyone. It absolutely should. It, should, it, it doesn't yeah. always, but it absolutely should. I agree 100% on that. Yeah. And then I think the Second Amendment is unique uh, because if, if you look at, at the Bill of Rights, I mean, like, Lots of folks can understand, okay, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom to assemble. But we talk about gun rights, there's an actual physical, tangible object mm -hmm. you can hold in your hands and say, you have a right to this object right here, yeah. this thing. But also that, a responsibility. Also a responsibility. Yeah. 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 But, but you know, like, like, like you were saying, Javier, there's a certain responsibility and a discipline that comes with learning gun safety. How to shoot? I mean, I had my my uh, my twelve year old at the uh, at the range yesterday. I mean, because I mean, he's been he pulled the first his first trigger when he was two. Of course, I was holding a twenty two pistol on an. Old, I'm from Arkansas on a pine tree stump. I'm sure Javier has been he, to Arkansas actually, because when I yeah, when I when yeah. I met him at the panel that I did with that we did with Maj, I think someone uh -huh. asked him about that. Like, how do you how do we reach the kids everywhere? And and Javier was saying, Hey man, I go all over the country and talk to the kids. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's there's something there's a discipline. There is there is a a there's even the famous old quote. I, I think it was Thomas Jefferson. I don't know. I have to look it up. But mm -hmm. go on your daily walk and always take your gun with you because there's there's nothing like the gun to make your mind active and to give you discipline and focus. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be aware at all times of your your carry. I mean, that's one of the things I my son constantly. You know, hey, muzzle check. Hey, what to hand him a gun? What's the first thing you do? He knows to open it up, take the magazine out, open it up, look for for a round in there, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't like uh, go over completely to um, other communities, right? And that includes right. like the hip hop community, or I don't know, where whatever you want to categorize people as. I think it just doesn't go over, even though it's it's very heavy in the culture. Um, I know you were saying something about that, Javier. Did you want to? Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to complete that. A lot of hip hop culture, even just newbies, mm -hmm. to fire. So mm -hmm. one thing I make all my guys do in the shop is obviously you'll know who's kind of new to firearms, who never touched one. So they'll grab it and immediately finger it on the trigger and mm -hmm. then just kind of look at it. And we know the guns are clear because they're new firearms, mm -hmm. but I will literally make them stop. And they, they know this, they'll mm -hmm. stop it right there. And then they'll educate them to the four rules that we live by in the awesome. gun industry. Yeah. And I make that with every single customer that comes in mm -hmm. because again, just being a, you know, a teacher, you know, educating kids for so long, um, that's something that I want to kind of bring over to this as well, because like I said, it was just a big, it was a big missing gap mm -hmm. in, you know, in the hoods and in, in, mm -hmm. in the ghetto and in, in the hip hop culture, because mm -hmm. they don't, they don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And there's not that one person that like, oh, okay, I can look up to so-and-so because he's like me or she's like me, mm -hmm. um, pay attention to that. So that's one thing I make every single one of my guys do. Yeah. And we see that even outside of the hip hop yeah. culture. Yeah, I awesome. think there's some, I think there's some people in the hip hop community, they're actually big gun guys, probably like Killer Mike. Um, I know Exhibit is because I've seen him at SHOT Show. But I think, so for example, like Killer Mike ran into some issues when he went and spoke to Coleon Noir, which was a great conversation. Yeah, all that. Yeah, and then he got a lot of pushback to kind of try to make him like back off of that. Uh, I'm not saying I agree with everything <laughs> that Killer Mike says, but it's the same thing. You know, I saw Exhibit 
and SHOT Show, but he didn't really want to be, you know, he didn't really want to get... He didn't want folks like was there necessarily. Yeah, because th there's a huge price, I think, that you pay right. because they're kind of like living in two worlds, you know. The world right. of Hollywood looks at these things one way, but if you grow right. up in the hood, you understand what it is to defend yourself. Unfortunately, right. not everyone gets that you could do that legally. Now, some people... Because of laws that exist, but also because some of those people are bad people, they cannot do that legally. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, and maybe they shouldn't be. But there's folks out there who we could save from going to prison if they understood how how this stuff actually works, right? And, and I would say, too, like, when you bring up, like, not necessarily Killer Mike, but mm -hmm. maybe an exhibit or somebody of that nature, that's, that's a commercial rap. Mm -hmm. There is an actual culture to hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know, you have four elements from the B-boys to the DJs mm -hmm. to the graph mm -hmm. writers to the MCs. Mm -hmm. And it's a living, breathing culture worldwide. Like, when, for instance, when I go do these embassy trips, you know, worldwide, we'll go. They'll link us up with the uh, the B-boys or the hip hop heads out there. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they they live and they're passionate about. It's not they're really not. They're actually kind of against the whole bitches and bikinis and um don't get me wrong i have my diamond chain and all that too and i love it with the hx logo as far as promotion but uh it's not something like oh you got to have this and you know da 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 so there's there's you got the rap commercial rap and then you have the culture of hip-hop mm -hmm. which goes a lot deeper and mm -hmm. people like in here in houston every first sunday of the month we have something called the hip-hop vintage flea market and that's all the real hip hop heads. They'll come. And when I say hip hop heads, I mean like the roots, the far sides, you know, that type of music, mm -hmm. not rap, but it's something that they take to heart. And it's it's more on the level of they respect the culture and they eat, live and breathe it versus commercial rap where you just get the money and the fame so quick. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, right. a, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I right. Right, and, and I think there are absolute 100% parallels in in the in the firearms community on that way too. I mean, they're the the folks who, and I'm not going to name any names here. I'm not going to name any names, but folks who maybe blew up on social media because they're they're posing with guns or doing things with guns. Who, if you do some digging, you find they're not really gun people. And then, like you say, with the hip hop heads, I mean, I'm I'm the guy. Uh, even before I came to work at Brownells, I was the guy when SHOT Show was going on, I had eight different browser windows open on my computer at work trying to find out what was in at SHOT Show. Or if I make mm -hmm. 100 extra bucks one week, you know, I'm trying to figure out which which military surplus bolt action rifle I can get that week. Or, Money or goes right wanna, back in the game. <laughs> I can make it 458 a lot or, or stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a real chance for those two worlds, those those like you said, the guys in the culture, the people who are who do it not because it's their job or they can make a lot of money or get mm -hmm. fame on it, but because they love it. Absolutely. If you yeah. those up, I think you really have something going on there. Yeah. It's also deeper than people think. I think like Javier is trying to is saying here. Um yeah. because like I remember what you're saying, Javier, what rap hip hop was in in the in the eighties, let's say, right? And it's obviously grown and evolved and all that kind of stuff. So what it was to me back, I graduated high school in 1988 versus my kids graduating high school, you know, in 2018, you know, completely different thing. And there's what's current and people see what's current. But like you're saying, you go to other countries, you go to other places, other parts of America, all of that stuff from back then is still alive. Dudes are still doing you know, oh, for sure. dressing, living, the the philosophies, all that kind of stuff still exists that exists back then. It's just that maybe there's one thing that's really popular right now and everyone's looking at it. 
you know. Um, so I, I think, and, and uh, like uh, Roy is saying, that's the same thing you see in the gun community. There's guys who are all the way old school. <laughs> for sure. And it's like, for instance, like I'll use breaking as an example, what I do. For the regular people, they're like, oh, you break dance? I used to break dance in mm-hmm. high school. Like 1987, yeah. <laughs> I'm a professional performer. I've been doing it for 20 years. Like, I don't realize there's a whole nother world. Thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And it's and real. Now, yeah. even, so two years ago in the Junior Olympics, they did the first, uh, they tested out to, to try to take break into the Olympics. And so they, they, they tested out in Argentina in the Junior Olympics. And one of my good friends is a, a world famous B-boy. Oh, sweet. He was one of the judges there, yeah. uh, Moy. And so now what happens now, they... I guess the last past year they actually passed it and now it's an official wow uh see and that's another thing too people in the breaking world they get pissed off when you call it like a a sport when it's more of a culturally dance you know you feel the flavor you rock to the music but don't get me wrong we still do some crazy crazy shit you're talking about it's athletic yeah upside down 20 rotations like you know crazy stuff like that we train just like the top athletes out there Mm -hmm. uh from MMA fighters to NFL to mm-hmm. NBA, maybe even more, mm-hmm. more so. And, you know, like I have my good friend, John Jones, like every time we see each other, he tries to spar me like shadow box, or whatever. We've done it in grocery stores. We've done it in front of a, a shooting range in the parking lot. Like, if it's you just could random. spin on your head, man, you might as well be yeah. a ninja. <laughs> no, and I tell people, I was like, <laughs> you do crazy shit. Like maybe three years ago, doing video. Uh-huh. I start flipping off benches and then drawing and shooting live fires. But again, I've been doing it professionally for a long time, so I don't advise you to go and try to do that. Right, so right. You're, you have to put the don't try this at home disclaimer <laughs> in there, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. But it's like, I tell people, I'm like, I'm a real life ninja. Like, I'll do yeah. some crazy shit that you would never expect. Yeah. I remember, so there's a couple of things. One, there's groups, like we were in uh, Louisiana and there was, th- there was this street group performing. Uh, I can't remember the name right now, but they were doing a lot of hip hop, a lot of uh, b boy moves and stuff like that. Um, Just talked about two days ago. Do you, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. So Flea Rock and all them. So they're pretty famous b boys. They're from L.A., but they went to New Orleans and they they stayed and we called it hitting. Okay. And so they were hitting for like six months there. Yeah. So they literally just left Louisiana. Going back to Cali, but they stopped here. Oh, cool! Yeah, those guys hey. are amazing. If I if you look up videos, I think I have some on my phone or whatever. But those guys are amazing. The other thing I was gonna say, and I've got a question from Uncle Mike that I want to ask. But I remember when we came to live here in America, 1983. Uh, I was in junior high school, and then I went into high school in in 84. Dudes got into an argument. They would they would actually uh, like dance fight each other just like you saw in break in and all those movies people think that was just that didn't really happen well, that yeah. actually happened the whole reason why b-boy even started was because it was one of their original elements and so in the late 60s and 70s in new york all the boroughs they all have beef with each other mm-hmm. and you know a lot more like the spades and all that mm-hmm. the tiger games you know mm-hmm. fighting and stabbing each other mm-hmm. and so what they did they just turned that aggression into more of like a, you know, your battle rock where you're calling each other out mm-hmm. versus, you know, instead of people just fighting, Burroughs would just go at it with each other on the dance floor. And then, you know, it's, it gets heated. Don't get me wrong. But then afterward, it's all love yeah. for the culture. Yeah, you work it out. So along those lines, uh, Uncle Mike uh, is asking this question. He says, OK, so I'm whiter than cocaine raised in the church and wasn't ever allowed to listen to stuff as a kid. What's a B-boy? So you're going to have to explain this one. So a B-boy is the actual real terminology to the break dancer. Mm-hmm. So in the 80s, the media turned 
the terminology b-boy to break dancing and again once you start getting into the real culture of hip-hop we don't use that term break dancing mm-hmm. um it's just a media term but b-boy is means break boy and where you get the break from is because you dance to the breaks in the music from a drum solo. So like DJ Cool Herc would spin a track mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. and then a long drum solo would come. Da, da, da. That would be the break in the music. Mm-hmm. So we would dance to the breaks in the music. Or if you're an original B-boy from the Bronx, you would call yourself a Bronx boy, mm-hmm. short for B-boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people outside of the Bronx would be known as break boys. Yeah, there you go. So hopefully we have um, educated the masses of the uh, of the folks out there who don't know what that is, you know, um, <laughs> they're like what? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually it, there's um there's a few things that originated solely here in America, like jazz, which is one of the things that's actually now bigger outside of America than in America. Um, mm-hmm. Hip hop, rap, you know, what you do, being mm-hmm. a b boy, all that stuff came from America as well. I, is it is it the same thing that it's bigger outside of America than in? What do you think <laughs> about that? So it- it's it's probably the biggest industry in the world, uh, mm-hmm. and wise. Mm-hmm. The, the thing outside of America, so here, you know, it's it's kind of like the the influence of whatever the gun industry. Like, yeah, I'm the shit. I'm I'm the number one. But when you leave America, it's for the pure love of the culture of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And when we go, like, they love it. They like we. Night and day, these B boys and B girls and DJs and hip hop, they're always at our mm-hmm. hotel. I don't have to kick them off like, bro, I'll just see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But like, they they love American culture, mm-hmm. and it's just they, that's the essence of the culture when it first started here. So in the '70s and the '80s, that's how the rest of the world treats you know hip hop right now outside of America. Okay, so how do you bridge that gap with the gun community? How's that been for you? How long have you been doing? Um, so this will be like. Going on like three, four years. Okay, okay. Initially, I wanted to do like a TV show, and that actually started taking off. Mm-hmm. I started getting a bunch of episodes and kind of growing on Instagram really fast with uh, that guy I was telling you about earlier. Mm-hmm. And then I had to end that mm-hmm. and go into once I started the actual gunshot with ACX mm-hmm. with ACX Tactical. That's when I like just a crash course to the gun industry. Okay. Um, but I, I I learned pretty quick, and I'm mm-hmm. self taught as far as b boying and mm-hmm. owning that business because I own the other business as well, mm-hmm. and bringing that here and then just doing. I mean, that's what helped me to expand this so quick because I came from a professional background, performing for a long time, and mm-hmm. understanding that. Um, so that's why I was able to take off with this. Yeah. And uh, what is the rest of the question? Uh, I was I was asking how you bridge it. By the way, Roy, if you have any questions here, feel free. So, yeah, how do you how do you bridge the two things with like the gun community and then what you do? Because a lot of folks, let's be honest about it, a lot of folks in the gun community, you know, like we're getting questions here. I don't think they're against it. I think they just don't like you know, it's not what they grew up with or what they understood. I found that most of the folks in the gun community though like to see all the other communities come in and be part of guns because we know right. that's how we're going to preserve right. the Second Amendment. So how do you bridge that? Go ahead, Roy. I would also echo Hank and say there are a lot of folks who, who would like to see more bridging and more other communities coming in, but they're just maybe not sure how to go about doing that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for instance, just like this uh, past SHOT Show, we did the first 2A Celebrity B-Ball game. Um, and that was a right. super mix of people mm-hmm. uh, from all backgrounds. So that was that was pretty dope. Uh, obviously, that was fantastic. We I was I was in the hotel room sick. I missed Shot Show even though I was in Vegas. So I, yeah. I was I was wanting to go to that. But he had the early coronavirus. 
Yeah, he had an article yeah. about the it. Pre corona. I'm usually not an early adopter, but apparently I was in this case. Yeah, so what I'm doing now, like, um, and if you y'all want to see it on Instagram, I I'll do it with everybody um from all pretty much all the hip hop heads here in Houston. Like we're talking about super OGs in the game from the UGK Bun B's to the to the trades to the Paul Wall, Stem does like you name it to the NFL players, to the, mm-hmm. you know, Major League Baseball, all of them. And what I wanted to do is just not be in a video with them like, hey, I did a gun for him. You know, no, I want to sit down and talk like, what is your take on the Second Amendment? Why do you carry? Why is it important? Because that will transcend to everybody that follows them, to people that may not know who I am mm-hmm. or who HTX is, and then they'll hear it from so-and-so. Okay, it's just not it's cool or he's a drug dealer and he needs a gun to protect his dope or, you know, something like that. It's, it's a bigger picture to that. And so, and I keep doing that with all these artists and I'll post it, they'll reshare it or whatever the case may be. That way it starts getting out to the masses, uh, to people outside of the gun culture, outside Mm -hmm. of 2A. And so that's been one of my biggest goals and it's actually, it's been pretty good. Okay. You found, have you found the, and by the way, I was trying to roll in a little bit of your um, IG. It's HTX Tactical. You can see it right there on the hat. So just go look up HTX Tactical and uh, follow Javier. Um, so how have you, how have you found that with the gun community? Have you found like the folks on my side uh, reacting to what you do? I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, um, uh, me being a mutt mm-hmm. per se like i'm just not this this or that mm-hmm. um and the way i've grown up like i man it's, it's crazy because i go to different cultures and somebody thinks i'm that race or am i this mm-hmm. am i that so i'm able to fit in without trying to fit in mm-hmm. it's just you know natural and it, it just i don't know it just works out yeah i think you're probably benefiting from um, the, the fact that you've traveled all over the world, I think maybe makes it a little bit easier for you. There's some folks, unfortunately, because they can't get out there and travel in the world, they don't realize like what a big world it is. And at the same time, how we're really just all the same. Bro, you hit it on the, you hit the nail on the coffin because I tell people all the time, I go, if you can travel the world, do so. Cause that's the best knowledge you're going to get besides any book or what anybody tells you or Googling or whatever the case, cause you're there. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. on the embassy mm-hmm. stuff with the State Department, they put us with the people. Mm-hmm. Like we're in there. Like we go to Haiti, we went to Haiti, we went to orphanages, mm-hmm. uh, we've been to all many different types of companies. And you're it's right. Everybody wants the same thing. Everybody just wants to be happy. They want a roof over mm-hmm. their head. Mm-hmm. They want to eat food. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, they want to be every, safe. Like everyone in all over the world <laughs> wants to be able to defend themselves, man. And you know, mm-hmm. everyone's going through and, that. A lot of the countries they send us to obviously are like some of them are third world countries are Eastern European to Haiti where it's pretty fucked up out there. Mm-hmm. Once you leave that main little hub and you start going out, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so they, they want the same thing as us. Mm-hmm. And like even when we're uh, we'll talk to the hip hop dancers there, um, probably like a month or two passes by and we'll get millions of DMs. Can you give me a, um, a visa? Can you give me to America? Yeah. Can you do because yeah. they think just peaches and cream diet. Yeah. 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 And in a lot of ways, the crazy thing about that is in a lot of ways, America is also like the third world. 
in a lot of ways. Um, so if you live in the city, if you live in New York City, if you live in L.A., if you live in Vegas, you know, other big cities around the country, you might forget that until things go bad. And then you realize, oh, <laughs> you know, well, I see it a lot living where I do here in Florida. To me, this reminds me of Nigeria, where where I lived as a kid. You know, it's really the same topography, all that kind of stuff. Right. But people so people don't and then people think like Florida is a completely separate country. This is all America. And without that, like we saw in Katrina, without, you know, when we don't have everything functioning the way it's supposed to, like we're seeing right now, all of a sudden you realize, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is all pretty much the same. When things go bad, everyone gets savage. You know, for sure. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. one reason why. I just didn't want to only sell guns, like, mm-hmm. and especially what's going on right now. And I, I did a video. I was like, "Look, we got MREs coming in. Now, hopefully, we never have to even mm-hmm. eat it or use it, but you know, just in case, mm-hmm. we got trauma kits. Mm-hmm. We got all that because you're going to need more than just your firearms, uh, especially in a situation where you might not have no more food after a week or electricity. Because we really don't know how long this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah." Be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me just take a – I just noticed that X-Tech asked a question for Roy. And then at the same time, Roy, if you've got a question for Javier, sure. feel free to jump sure. in. But answer this first. X-Tech said, uh, Roy, I just checked and it does not appear Brownells has raised pricing at all. Has Brownells taken a stance to maintain pricing during these times? Cheaper than dirt is sadly gouging again. So uh, if you can comment on that, and then maybe we'll get Javier to comment on it also because well, he owns a gun store. I, I, can't, I can't speak officially for Brownells taking a stance like that. Mm-hmm. I just know from personal experience, I've been with the company for eight years. For example, back in the, the great panic of 2013, mm-hmm. uh, we really didn't raise prices back then, I don't think either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know there's... I mean, prices can change at any moment, and I'm not involved with setting prices at Brownells. I mean, so I'm not going to say, yeah, we've, we've taken a stance, and then tomorrow the guys who yeah. set prices said, oh, no, we're going to write. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a supply, market. There's a market, yes. Yeah. Market right. there. Supply, yeah. but, but I don't think you'll ever see uh, uh, necessarily Brownells change prices as rapidly or as dramatically as, as, as you may have seen others do. And again, I don't have anything to do with setting prices at Brownells. That's a different team. That's a different set of folks. And, of course, prices do fluctuate just because of market realities, supply and demand, et cetera. But uh, I have never seen, and I've been with the company eight years, I've never seen Brownells hike the price on a product very rudely and dramatically and suddenly like you may have see other uh outlets out there doing yeah and i know you can't comment directly on right. uh, the competition <laughs> but the folks out there i think i could comment for them we appreciate uh the the stores that don't do that although we also understand this is a market and you may have to do that javier how like what's your response to that have you guys um have you guys yeah. like uh, upped prices or anything like that one, I'm not a hater, but that shit's crazy cheaper than dirt. That's that's kind of shameful <laughs> to me. Is that, is that, like, I'm liking Javier a whole lot right now. I just want to say that. Yeah, he's, a, guy, he's a good dude, man. That's why he's here. Uh, our prices, oh, yeah. they're pretty much good across the board. We're not going to be like, oh, shit, it's about to be crazy. Do it at 10 bucks. Like, no, that's mm-hmm. that's insane to do. Mm-hmm. Um, here, people are coming. Let me get a 1,000 rounds. And I got really good friends and really famous mm-hmm. friends and a lot of money they're like save me a hundred thousand rounds save me this i got you in this i was like bro i want everybody to be safe so mm-hmm. i'm gonna kind of limit you you're gonna have this you'll have this you'll have this mm-hmm. um but i did just hear 
uh, right before I did this that I'm not sure if it's the distributors or the manufacturers, mm -hmm. but sometime in April, it's going to go up like, I don't know if he's told me 5% or 15% just on ammunition going mm -hmm. up. So that's going to affect all of us as in retail. Um, so everybody's going to have to go up on that when, once mm -hmm. that happens, especially if it comes from distributors or manufacturers. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, as far as just a shop wanting to do that out of nowhere at that insane of a price, it's just that's just insane to me. I can't. I don't fuck with people like that. Yeah. Um, X Tech says and that. There's something else. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. X Tech says this. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> X Tech. No, I just wanted to, to yeah. say something real quick. Go here. ahead. Go ahead. And go I think ahead. this is general enough knowledge that right. everybody understands this. Mm -hmm. The whole gun industry was expecting 2020 to be another kind of flat year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The whole gun industry was expecting and projecting 2020. People were going to get laid year. off. People were going to lose their jobs. Uh, companies right. were going to go out of business three weeks ago. Right. So, yeah. so a whole lot of the manufacturers are not set up right now to crank out mass quantities of certain things. Mm -hmm. And so once the quantities that already existed are all bought up, mm -hmm. it may be a little bit before a whole lot more. I mean, they'll, they'll crank out as much as they can, but all, the entire gun industry, and I think this is pretty much common knowledge, was expecting this was going to be a down flat year and folks were adjusting their uh, manufacturing and production capabilities accordingly. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think we all understand that there's going to be a bump up. It's going to be, you know, supply and demand, like you guys said, right? Javier was talking when he came in about how, you know, um, your how he was out there trying to get his hands on stuff to sell right. it to people. Right. I'm sure in that you all yeah go to the district. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a cost for that. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> Under yeah, these sure. circumstances, people didn't go. Oh yeah, man, here, take it, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy right now. I, yeah. I've never sold sold so much ammo in my life. Yeah, welcome to the gun my game. My young career in the yeah. gun industry. Gun game is up and down like this, my friend. <laughs> uh, Ammo-wise, I know even so, like when uh, that the hurricane happened here and the flooding happened, uh -huh. we were in a little small office building. Mm -hmm. And again, my thing is, is just always, I grew up messed up life. So I, mm -hmm. I want to tell people, you know, if you work hard, you can achieve whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. So I'll link up with, you know, the Paul Walls in here. And every, every year we do because I want to, nothing else. Uh, we do a back to school drive and we do a toy drive. Mm -hmm. And then when floodings and all that happen, we'll connect with our friends throughout the United States and we'll start getting shipping them in. We'll be a hub. Uh, we actually turn our store into a hub to where people can come pick up and drop off things and we can get it out there. Oh, cool. And we do that every time, Some it, whether a disaster happens, like flooding's been really bad out here. Um, yeah, so that's just something that I want to do just from the heart. And a lot of times I, I don't like to promote it or put it be like, hey, look at us, what we're doing. But sometimes I do post a video just to get the, the awareness out there so more people can be like, hey, how can we help them? How can we get supplies to this or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You have to give to get. You have to give to get. Let me get this X-Tech tactical uh, comment on. He says, I totally, uh, totally understandable. And as a vendor to you, we're glad to hear that. Shame on cheaper than dirt, um, you know. Listen, so let me just say this thing. Like, I remember the fire Armageddon and when cheaper than dirt. I had literally, before everything happened, I literally placed an order for magazines, right? And my order was, my money was taken, order accepted. They were sending me tr tracking and everything came through. And then like 24 or 48 hours, this news hit and then they canceled my order and all kinds of stuff. And then and then said, oh, you know, 
we don't have this. And then next thing you know, they had that stuff, but they tripled or quadrupled the prices and all that. Right. And that's I know right. I know that you know like I get you don't necessarily in your position, Roy, want to comment on that on behalf of Brownells. On behalf of me, that's pretty that's pretty bad and pretty terrible for cheaper than dirt. And I've personally refused to deal with them since then, um, including. You know, in that time, I started doing this YouTube thing that I'm doing, and they've reached out to me and other people. I've refused to deal with them based on that. Okay, I cannot, I cannot accept that kind of behavior to the community that you're going to live off of. And I think that there's lots of businesses out there that forget that aspect of it. Obviously, there's a balance, but they forget the aspect that a couple of weeks from now, a month from now, a few months from now, everything may go back to should go back to normal, and then what? You know, you're gonna right. you're gonna want us right. to be on your side when you just straight up jacked us. <laughs> you know, as soon as the weather started changing. So that's just something to think about. Um, right. Yeah, for sure. I just remember, well, and Javier, I don't think you were in the business yet because you've only been in for three years. But the the Great Panic of 2013, mm-hmm. after the Sandy Hook thing, uh, at Brownells, I mean, we we had, for example, magazines. Not back ordered by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands per skew. I mean, a, 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 hundreds of thousands of magazines. In fact, there was the quote that got out uh, from one of our, 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 our top level guys at the time, and that, that we basically sold three years worth of magazine inventory in like three days. Mm-hmm. Literally, that happened. Mm-hmm. And then we had literally hundreds of thousands of magazine back orders, and they were all at whatever price the folks had bought at. And I just remember. I mean, dude, I, I don't work in the warehouse except in emergencies like that. So I was out there, you know, boxing magazines to shit. <laughs> <laughs> All hands on deck. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Brownells is, is I'm very fortunate to work for him. And Brownells is, is in my opinion, very much a stand. And I don't say that just because I work there. Yeah. Uh, they're a stand up company and they're going to treat folks as, as absolutely as best they can. Yeah. Um, so this is a comment from, uh, uh, what is it, Othias McCarthy? This is about Brownell, so I'm just going to read this. Uh-oh. One. He says, uh, hey, a guy at the gun show yelled at my Brownell's hat for 20 minutes because they raised the price of some tool $6 since 1970. <laughs> and then he's coughing. So, <laughs> but yes, guess what? Brownell's been around a long time, and those dudes remember the prices in 1970. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oops. yeah. Yeah. I know, just as a human, I, I live by a code and ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can like like crazy price gouging that I just can't do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what would you guys what would you guys advice be to folks now, like when all of this settles down? And I'm trying to tell people all of this stuff is gonna settle down, right? Uh, what would your advice be to them about buying things like this so they don't wind up in this situation again? How how should they do it? You you wanna go first, Javier? Well, I mean, just try to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say Besides firearms, you know, food, water, shelter. I mean, you got to understand the whole entire ball game because uh, guns and ammo aren't going to take you so far. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be people out there that's going to be better than you at doing, you know, yeah, other things. for sure. Um, oh, just prepare. Like yeah. even with my family, out water, shelter, points of contact. Yeah. I got my whole team ready. If shit really does hit the fan, we got a headquarters to meet at. You know, there's a bunch of things that you got to plan out. Um, try obviously. You're going to do it to the best that you can. Obviously, you're not going to be able to figure out everything until, you know, shit, it really hits the fan. And then you'll kind of figure out um, and adapt whenever it does happen. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, just try to be ready. 
Yeah, absolutely. What would you What would you say to that, Roy? Uh, having grown up in Arkansas, I've more than once spent a whole week without power or or, <laughs> or ability to get ice storms. <laughs> Tornadoes. I, I haven't been through anything as bad as Guns and Gear was talking about. Mike was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, three weeks with no grocery store restocked because of a massive hurricane that came through. Because Arkansas doesn't get a whole lot of hurricanes. But uh, I mean, I grew up in, in the backwoods, and I mean that was just part of life. I mean, you we were ready. The power went out all the time in the summer. If there was a major thunderstorm or a tornado, we were ready to go. We had our own food. We had our own way of getting water. Uh, I would say for folks, once things get back to normal. Uh, Try to make sure you you have capability in your house. You know, however many people you have living there, uh, have at least a week or two weeks worth of food, canned food, uh, dry goods, rice, noodles, stuff that they'll store and keep a long time. Just in your house, have a way to purify water, uh, have a way to store a little bit of water. Water is going to be even more important than food. And then just find find a way, you know, like once a week, don't go out for a hamburger or a coffee Mm-hmm. Right. And stash that money back and then just start investing in uh, get yourself a, a reliable handgun and then get you know a thousand rounds of ammo for it and some magazines. And then maybe get yourself a rifle or get a shotgun mm-hmm. and just find ways to, to scrimp and save and, and figure out what you think you will need and make it a priority. Now, again, here in my house, because the way I was raised, we, we felt like we had a, an OK stash of stuff. But because, you know, of, of the craziness that's been going on. And I was Javier before you got in. You know, I was I was kind of flexing on Hank because you know I love pay for today. So, <laughs> so I mean, there's some surprises. Oh, we oh, got, yeah, oh, there, you can get a bandsaw cut that three times. Yeah, you got, you got that sandpaper. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> absorbable. That's absorbable, man. That's super that's absorbable. All right, the quicker picker up. Oh right. boy, sure. yeah, and, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just start figuring out what are you going to need, and whenever it's plentiful again, and it's easy to get, and there's not a panic, just start making it a priority. Stash a little money somewhere, yeah. figure out some way to save 20 bucks a week or whatever, and then start trying to get some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, check your six says, hey, Hank, you got some TP I can borrow? Um, yeah. If it's, it, you know what? There were there are people who are friends of mine that are asking me about this stuff. They know like what I do, and they realize that I probably have – certain things and i'm trying to tell them listen if, if you if you don't have anything and you need something i'll help you out but this is not a situation that i think you need to go out there and buy all the guns or buy all the ammo you need to be balanced about what's going on here because right. this this will you know this will pass the other thing that i want to warn people about because i don't know if people realize this gun guys might get this um but the folks who are just running out there and buying guns now don't realize that you can't return this stuff, you know? So I don't know. There might be some gun stores out there that are going to let you return this. But in general, you buy guns and ammo and stuff like that. It's not returnable. So typically when we have these kind of things happen and people run out to the stores like Costco or whatever has a return policy, people go buy everything and then think they could take it back. That's not really how stuff works in the gun world. Just FYI. Uh, because we're like, yeah, so – uh if you get a different gun, can I can I bring it back? I was like, bro, once you walk out that door, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do with this. Uh, I, I gotta take it back. This is how the gun world works, and it's not. Yeah. Explain that to people. It's not that you're trying to be messed up. You sure? It, this is this is how it works. If you have a problem with a gun after you buy it from the store, you need to go to the company. 
It's not to say, yeah. like, stores will try to help you. I know lots of stores that will genuinely try to help you contact the company and all that, but it's on the, it's, if there's a problem with that, it's responsibility of the company. Even like us, though, when we get firearms from other manufacturers and they mess up, and we'll try to take care of it. Um, if not, we're like, just send it back to the manufacturer. And we have a policy of, like, all the bills that we do, we give a lifetime warranty on it. As far as, like, you know, mishaps or gas blocks or whatever the case may be, if something comes loose, we'll always take care of that. As far as, like, if you break something, that, that's just on yeah. you as a person. Yeah. But other than we'll give them lifetime warranty through us. Yeah. So bear this in mind, people out there. And you can you can comment on this, Roy. You work for Brownells. You can tell everyone the policy. Mm-hmm. But... You know, you buy these guns now, especially if you overpay, you buy a $600 gun for $2,000, that store is probably going to laugh at you when you go try to go back and get $2,000 out of them for that. They might offer you 200 bucks. A lot of places are going to go, we don't actually need that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a word of warning. And if if a gun store buys a gun as a used gun it's like a used car i mean what, how much is a brand new car losing depreciation as soon as you drive it off laws it 50 percent it was 30 yeah. it's at least 30 percent if not more Boom. than that yeah 30 percent yeah yeah ynh uh, says gonna love the gun shows after this dies down <laughs> i was gonna say maybe we should be hitting pawn shops yeah, pawn shop. oh man yeah yeah exactly it's gonna happen buy low sell high people that's how this works you know, if you want to do any of this. Roy, by the way, I have a message from your boss. Uh-oh. So I'm just, I'm going to read this message. Hit, hit me, hit me. Yeah. I'm fired. So this is from Ryan of Brownells, yeah. who is your boss. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He, Ryan says, I'll say it. We will never jack prices, only normal market adjustments. So there you go. Good job, Ryan. Yeah. So shout out to Ryan's watching us, by the way, Roy. Yeah, I don't know if he knows how much TP you have. Ryan might not know about your TP stash. So uh, I, I, I ain't showing all my TP on camera. There's no telling. Yeah, I guarantee you, Ryan has no TP. He's the he's one of those dudes that's like, I think I'll just use leaves. It's like India where they like use their hands to wipe and eat and shake and like. Uh. Well, you're supposed to be uh, uh, well. There's dedicated hands. This is the thing you have to understand. <laughs> There's dedicated hands for de- for certain jobs. <laughs> That's how right, that right. works. Don't take hands to the left hand. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. There's dedicated. <laughs> There's... Okay, Lola's gonna give me the warning about this in a second if I go if I get deep in this conversation. But yeah, that's how it works um, in certain countries. Um, let's see here. What was the other? Did you have a Did you have a question for Javier, Roy? Uh well, I mean, we were sort of talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, here I am. I'm a 50-year-old white dude from mm-hmm. Arkansas, okay? If, if there's certain communities, if I try to go reach, sometimes, and I've known because I've, I've done stuff like this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I taught concealed carry for 10 years in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I've had every kind of flavor of folks you can imagine uh, in my classes. I used to advertise on the Pink Pistols website as an LGBTQ-friendly instructor. But I know sometimes I'm, 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 I'm accepted and, and, and well-received, and sometimes I'm not just because of what I look like and who I am. What advice would you give to me trying to reach out to communities of folks who don't look like me? Hmm. Man, you just got to be cool. Be you. Like, ultimately, because at the end of the day, people will, will see through it and see, you know, fake the funk. And that's what I like to use, mm-hmm. fake the funk. And that's why, you know, we're, we're able to do what we do and have, you know, longevity and want longevity because, you know, there's a lot of people who will come in any any game that mm-hmm. you go in and they'll try to 
copy somebody's thing and it only works for so long because people start right. saying, oh, that shit right. is fake. Oh, this right. person right. is fake. But if you just, how you are now, um, and you go with so-and-so or with Hank or with myself and we're here and they see you talking, they're like, oh, that's a cool-ass dude. Because yeah. from from here, they're going to be like, oh, that's just some white guy from Arkansas, right? right. Roy, Roy, so, yeah, yeah. he'll be from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, say he'll be fine. No, yeah. no, I mean, and first of all, Roy, you're you're a cool dude, man. I saw you. Uh, I saw your rendition of Purple Rain. Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go look on his Facebook, Javier. Oh my Instagram, yeah, yeah. my Facebook. He's got a very Instagram. soulful for for a dude from Arkansas rendition <laughs> of Purple Rain. Huh? <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what was happening. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, that was okay, code. That was code that for, for something. Like Thirty seconds. Okay. Or if you learn those new fad dances, that'll get you in the door really quick. <laughs> really? No, the, the, it changes the, like every two years. It's a new fad dance. It's hard to keep up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I'm too old. Right now, like the mop or something. I don't oh, know. Really? <laughs> don't yeah. Know. It's, it's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm sure you know those. I, Roy um, doing those not not necessarily. Dude, I, yeah, I do those. I got, I'm going to go in for like double knee replacement and a hip, right? <laughs> That's what's going to happen to me. So I just kind of chair dance, yeah. you know. Oh, I, I guarantee you, this this yeah, there's some b boys that have had uh, hip replacements. Wondered, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I so like ten years ago, I ruptured my Achilles tendon, mm-hmm. complete rupture, Ooh. and so I used to work with the Houston Rockets for like a decade. So I actually started their launch crew. So here's some more stuff. I started the launch crew, which was the number one. Where we're at one point, we were the only entertainment team in the NBA. Mm. And so cool. we did that. It was b-boys, jump ropers, tumblers, cheerleaders. It was like a mixed group. And uh-huh. so we turned into a big group, and we started doing all the NBA Europe, Asia, all the all-star games. In the like, back of my mind, I've heard of this before. Yeah, so yeah. – one time, uh, the Houston Rockets held this uh, three-on-three uh, B- uh, competition. And so I hoop a lot as well. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go in the competition. So I was hooping, and I was there. And they're like, hey, you want to perform at the at one of the events outside? I was like, fuck it. I'm here. Let me just make some money real quick. So I go do a round-off backflip, and I landed. But as soon as I landed, my Achilles popped up. But at that point, I didn't know it was my Achilles. So And it's my turn to go off. So I try to take a step. I'm like, oh, man, this feels so weird. Mm-hmm. But like I was just walking in a, like a big hole, a dip. And so I take another step. I'm like, man, I think my ankle's broken. And so there's like 2,000 people outside. <laughs> I turned to my boy. I was like, bro, I think my ankle's broken. He's like, can we call him? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. So, I, and so there's an outside court. There's a street. And then it's the Toyota Center where the Rockets play. And so I hopped on one foot. A long ways across the outside basketball court, go up the stairs, one foot, I hop across all the way to the street, I go into the Toyota Center, and then I set into a wheelchair. And when I did that, my life flashed before my eyes because my, my body's my instrument. This mm-hmm. is right. funny. This is right. what I so you make it vivid, yeah. And uh, so, anyways, long I get to the doctors, and they're like, Yeah, you got a ruptured Achilles. And I tell the doctor, I said, Look, I'm gonna need you to tie that shit as tight as you can because I'm gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Eight months. I came back super out of shape, and it was great because at that time, uh, being a performer, it's it's a very tough game because you you do contracts. There's no I get paid every two weeks, nine to five, and I was like, you do your shows or you go on tour, you make that money, and then you have to wait for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I just came off from tour and I was doing Rockets games, and so I was getting a nice uh, check every week from the when I hurt myself. 
And so I was eating Benihana's like every week. <laughs> I, I got a big, but I was almost like 200 pounds. That's the most I ever got in my oh, life. Oh, wow. For me, that's big. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. And so. That's uh, yeah. that's us, that's me and Roy getting skinny. <laughs> yeah. And so. That, that's that, Roy in the sixth grade. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, trying to come back was, it was tough. And mm-hmm. then you had that thing in your head, can I flip again? Can can I do this crazy move? And then eventually I started flipping again, but now I'm about to be 38, so I don't flip anymore. Yeah. That's just like shooting and stuff like that. You know, if you yeah. don't, um, I just posted up a video uh, shooting a, a Walther PPS and everyone's like, you suck. I left in all my horrible shooting because that's what I do. Shame myself. Yeah. And I shoot a lot on steel. On, on my range has a lot of steel. If you don't shoot on paper enough, you will lose whatever accuracy you have. Because still, yeah. you're just listening to sounds and stuff like that. You don't know where you're hitting. You need to shoot right. on paper more to be able to do like anything that you're gonna do. You have to pr- you have to practice that. You know, yeah. perishable skill. Yeah, yeah. it has yep. to become an art for you. And 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 an art is something you have to practice. If you draw, if you sing, you dance, whatever you do, you play instruments. You know, you gotta you have to keep it going. Otherwise, you lose that. Um, let me see. I don't know if there's any last questions here. We're we're the time here is running down. Um, what are you going to do with the store? Today's, this is Wednesday night, Javier. So do you guys have enough stock to keep going here? Or are you shuttering the store at some point? What's happening here? Man, it's, fortunately, we've been able to get some stock here and there like every day. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously we put in a lot of orders with a lot of distributors. So I know now we're getting emails back saying, you know, we're, we're back or it's going to be a delay for a week or Mm -hmm. whatnot. So. We're trying to get what we can, but I think right now people just want ammo. And then you just got regular people who don't know shit about guns just coming. I need, what do you have? I'm like, I got this CZ Shadow 2. I'll take it. Wow. And like, that's <laughs> like, oh, gun. Oh, it's a really good gun, so you're living with a good yeah. gun, you know? Where's all the high points, man? You, you should have had more high points up in there. I don't stock high points. You don't stock high points? I don't stock high points. Man, you guys could Gucci. I've seen your stuff on your IG. You can make a high point look real badass. We could. And that's the thing, too. Even some of, like, the, the, the Gucci prints and all that that we do, mm-hmm. it's just not a big block, like, big LV letters. Like, no, we pay, you know, you hit the lines. It's, he does everything by hand, our Cerakota, and all the details that go into it. It's just not some corny Louis yeah. Vuitton block. That, that'll be a high point. Oh, man, you got to get one of the Benjamin Franklin $100 bill <laughs> high points and then Gucci yeah. the heck out of that, man. I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> oh, Yeah. We've had some yeet cannons coming here, but oh yeah, I'm, dude, I, I don't have a yeet cannon yet, but I'm gonna get yeah, one. Everybody I'm wants get a one. yeet cannon. Uh, we are turning one to full auto. That's what we do here. Oh, cool. Everything we can get our hands on, we just cool. turn full auto. Yeah. If you saw, like everyone was sending me um, the video demo ranch um, shooting high points. I think he had ten high points, and he had all kinds of stuff stuffed in there. So he had marshmallows and. Uh, he, he had soldering, he had cement in one, flex seal. He had all this stuff stuck in the barrels of high points, and he was shooting them. You have to look at that and see what happens. Yeah, flex seal? Yeah, he had flex seal in there. He It was, you know, it's Demo Ranch, so. Yeah. You know, well, just how, that's how he does it. Uh, I don't watch YouTube. Oh, you don't? Video. Oh, okay. I know of these people, but I just. You <laughs> right, just lost name. No, that's cool. No, 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 no absolutely no. not. <laughs> so. I'm running this gun shop, and then when I leave here, I go and practice, and then I'm a dad, and my husband, and then I I literally have, I'm barely on, like, I'll have time to post, but then I don't even have time to post, like, you know, yeah. or read most of the comments or 
anything of that nature. I watch completely different stuff on YouTube on a regular basis from what I do because I'm doing it, right? It will drive me crazy to watch it. So I look at like car stuff. I'm, I'm into cars and, and lots of other things. I look at the other things. Online, I watch some car videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, okay. But, you know, when people say, hey, you have to check this out, I actually looked at it. it was I think it was a good video. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's uh, tell the folks exactly how they can get in touch with you guys. I'm going to start with Roy. Roy, for the folks out there that want to know how to uh, get in touch with you, for uh, for Flying Rich that wants to be able to stalk you until he gets into the Brownells Bureau of Propaganda, how do the people? Yeah, right. yeah how can the people follow you and communicate with you? The, the probably the e- easiest way is to find me on Instagram, and Javier, you're gonna love this because I followed you. So look for my Instagram tash. My on Instagram, I'm known as I'm known, I'm known by many names. But on Instagram, I'm called Possum Fatback, <laughs> and I am not kidding. Possum Fatback. That sounds like an Arkansas name. Yeah, yeah exactly. hell yeah. I'll tell you the story. He's on that, that dude. He's that yeah, dude. Long history, long history with possums. Yeah, that, long, long. So that's his hip hop. Yeah, that's I, his hip hop name I, right I, there. I, MC Possum Fatback. <laughs> <laughs> awesome fat fat. Yeah. So, uh, or or at, uh, you can find me on the Brownells website too. There's actually a a place for uh, media contact, and you, know, mm-hmm. you can get me at Roy at Brownells It's Roy at Brownells That'll get me on email. Yeah, and just for the people who don't know, before I go to Javier here, um, the Brownells guys, I reached out to Ryan and Roy and Josh. I know Josh is like. Uh, doing some traveling and stuff like that right now. Uh, Lola and I see them as family. They see us as family. I reached out Absolutely. to them. You know, I reached out to them a couple of days ago and they were like, okay, we'll, we'll handle this. Roy said, yeah, I'm going to come on. I appreciate that kind of stuff from these guys to like rock and roll with me like that. So uh, thanks to you, Josh and Ryan. I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. It means uh, a lot. Absolutely. It, it does to me also. Javier, how can the folks, what's the best way for the folks out there to follow you, keep up with you and, and tell us, like, where's the store and all that for the people in Texas that want to... Someone was asking you if you have, like, back, like Texas back plates for Glocks and stuff like that. We do. So I would give you my Facebook, but they banned me the other day, so I can't do shit oh. on Facebook. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, man. They killed my Facebook page. Banned on Facebook. Uh, but Instagram, HTX Tactical is our main page. I have a backup page called HTX Tactical TV where I just do all the videos uh, with whether I'm at NRA, SHOT Show with celebrities and whatnot. So it makes it easier just to watch those videos. Um, we are located in Houston, Texas, uh, 290 and And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, the DMs are super crazy right now. Um, they're always crazy, but in this time, I just haven't had time to you know reply or do anything back. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but I just post videos and that's it. I'm pretty bad at YouTube, so as you probably know. What's the uh, YouTube channel? This is HGX Tactical. Oh, okay. And the other company that I actually tour is called Soul Street. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we do all of the ambassador work and culture with the United States of America and performing. And you never know what state we're in. We always in Florida, Arkansas. I mean, we're, we're everywhere as far as that. Yeah. And with that, I kind of semi-retired about a year and a half ago just because HTX started taking off mm-hmm. and I couldn't have be split into both. So um, the only times I really do shows with Soul Street now is whenever I do the culture ambassador work or it's just a big show that we got to do oh, okay all right cool one last comment i'm going to take for the folks out there uh roy this is joseph anthony is like a regular here he says you posted huh? a pic of me wearing the yellow art shirt yes so, i did yeah 
So uh, shout out, yeah. shout out to him. I want to thank everyone for coming on, man. Uh, shout out to Guns and Gear for coming on, taking time out of his busy schedule, which I know he's got. I mean, Guns and Gear is always, uh, you know, working on getting you guys content. So I appreciate him taking time coming out here with us, as well as Javier, man. You know, um, <laughs> it sounded crazy there in the store. Bro, I'm sorry for the <laughs> no, cool. in and out and the doorbells and the ringing. No, it's good, um, man. <laughs> Great problem to have. Yeah, yeah. Great problem. I'm not complaining about that, but yeah. I'm so glad you have that problem. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. We appreciate you coming on, and you know, we'll. I'm, I'm open to having you come back on again, man. I think you're, you're a great person. Come back uh, next time, when, kind of when this shit dies down, or when they actually quarantine us, and I don't have no more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I refuse to be quarantined. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same thing to you, Roy. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have any other stuff you want to add. I'm going to drop the end of the uh, thing here. Everyone stay where they are. I'm going to drop it right here. Make sure you guys smash those thumbs ups. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, you know, subscribe to the channel here. Comment. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. I appreciate everyone joining us. Go to HankStrange.com. That's the way to follow us. Uh, get on our email list. You can find out ways you can support Lola and I. She's got Lola's deals over there. She posts daily deals, all that kind of stuff. Links to where you can buy stuff from Brownells and all of that. Uh, so, for example, you can go to Ballistic Inc. and get the uh, Hank Strange. This is the new Laser Blaster logo right here on my shirt, by the way. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Laser blast. Wait, wrong hand. Wait, there we go. Laser. Laser. Yeah, laser blaster. Yeah, so you got to pick one up from Ballistic Inc. I really appreciate everyone coming on. Any final words from you guys? Uh, what, what's your uh, IG again? Fatback? Possum Fatback. Okay. Possum, yeah, Possum Fatback. Yeah, I almost sent you. I'll, I'll follow you on IG. I'll send you a message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a message. Absolutely. All right, so hopefully you guys will all get to meet up sometime in the future yeah. here when we get a show kicking off like SHOT Show or something like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah we'll, make, we'll make it happen next time around. Uh, any last words here, Roy? Uh, buy, if you see 9mm and you need it, buy it. Yeah, there you Back. go. Yeah, all the 9mm is gone, right, Javier? All the 9. All the 9. All right, there you go. Okay, awesome, guys. We will see you tomorrow. We're out of here. Peace. Thanks, everyone. I thought being dirty, wash your hands. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Soap and water, soap and water. <laughs>